With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast Live Draft Stream Edition. It's, it's live to us, I guess not to you guys. Just roll with it. I'm Ian Hart. It's joined, as always, by the one, the only, Dwayne, The Rock, McFarlane. Dwayne, we got pick 107 in our sixth Football Guys Draft. We just did one yesterday. We said, why the hell not? Let's do another one. Recording this 4 p.m. on Friday, August 26th. How are you, my friend? I'm excellent. It's Friday. We're drafting a fantasy football team. So, I mean, like, what, <laughs> what else could be better, man? There's not a better way to to start your weekend than kicking off a draft over here at Football Guys or at last, FFPC. Last time um, we did this, you were in your car driving back from <laughs> the eye doctor. So I'm happy we've already started better than that. Picking from 107, though, not going to be getting – probably won't be uh, doing the bully tight end start that we did last time. Uh, what, are you, what are your overall thoughts here, Dwayne, from the 107 spot? It's another draft that we have in the back half. And, hey, I don't want to toot our own horns, but four times we've been back here and four times I felt good about it at the end. Yeah. um, And really, I consider this middle position. So I like it. Like we can basically read the board. We can take value. We don't have to force anything. Um, Like if you told me I get to draft from one position all year in any year, right? I don't I don't have to think about, you know, hey, this year it's better to be here, here, here in general. Like I'm going to pick the middle. You know, that's just the way yeah. it is. I do wish we were picking four right now, though, because Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I wish we were picking five because what? Christian McCaffrey's still on the board. This is like maybe this draft is filled with like literal people who really won't draft Christian McCaffrey. Do we just will let, let him fall all the way down to like round 15 or so? This is great. <laughs> That's how it works. I'm pretty sure just based on the uh, based on the old. Austin Eckler. We are one pick away from I'm not even going to say his name again. No, I mean, this he, he went. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Went. Christian McCaffrey at 106. Yeah. Come on, people. Come on. Why are you even playing? It's it's too risky to gamble your money on a game like fantasy football. Uh, why are you even playing fantasy football? All right, what do we want to do here, Ian? I, I, we've, we've got Dalvin Cook. Um, we don't have any Dalvin Cook. Um, I, I do love Dalvin. Um, we could go Diggs. We could go Kelsey. I, I'm kind of yeah. thinking we haven't. we don't have Dalvin yet. So what are your thoughts there? Isn't Kelsey probably the best pick in premium? Our tier one. I just love that we can get Pitts coming back, to be honest. That's true. I like getting Dalvin Cook here and leaving ourselves open for something good coming back. We get Barkley. We get Pitts. We Let's get go with you know, CD. I'm cool with Dalvin. Okay. And we do have a share of Kelsey already. We got him once. So I don't have a – I believe Dalvin's my – rb six or seven but i have him in one tier unlike you i have it dalvin i honestly eckler dalvin henry Najee, fournette i'm cool with any of them there yeah but so i, know, I mean yeah, Fournette goes so much later <laughs> yeah yeah when i just i just updated my ranks i saw you did yours too like 30 minutes before i sent mine in um and Let's like about it 
Fournette's ADP, man, coming down a little bit, like is part of what just made me move him down some because people can still get him. You can get him at the end of the second round. So I just didn't want people to be drafting and be like, oh, I got to take Fournette, you know, right here at the end of the yeah. first round. You know, so it's it's the tricky game we play uh, with rankings. You know, I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of factors that drive it, but ADP is an anchor to it. And we want people to, we know a lot of times people are just looking at a list and drafting. So, you know, it has to be part of the equation. And we are, when we're in the, Midst of general conversation, usually just referring to full point PPR. Just want to throw that one out there. Had a lovely little link to our PFF Plus draft guide, which y'all can get mine and Dwayne's updated rankings at your fingertips. We try to help you with your draft along the way with our fantastic draft strategy mode. But uh, yeah, just had someone because I think I got asked if I take Mixon or Aaron Jones in half PPR, and I had a. Uh, Jones one spot or no, I mixed him one spot ahead and then I got quickly sent my own quote from this podcast saying that was the opposite and it is the opposite (laughs) PPR so again all these questions that you have that I will take the time to try to answer you know occasionally as well you can get them again at your fingertips with the new PFF plus feature and the lovely PFF app Dwayne, we are almost through round one. Travis Kelsey's still on the board. Almost certainly won't get back to us, but who knows? Maybe that's, uh, that's good. If he's sitting there, if if we can, the longer he stays on the board, right, the better for us because that means another one of the we could get a chance at Pitts or Andrews coming back. Yeah, that works for me. No concerns at all. Did have quite the run, running back stretch there. Eckler, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Najee, one after another. I did go ahead and I, I just did it, Dwayne. I moved up Alvin Kamara to 13th overall, one spot ahead of Travis Kelsey. I want him. I, I want him on the squad in the second round. Let's make that obvious. Okay. No, I love I love Kamara. I've got him at 11 overall. You know, okay. I mean, so I've, I've, got him, I've, got, yeah. I've got him with Swift, Aaron Jones, and with Javante all right there. He just well, no, no, no. you got running, among running backs. You mean? Yeah, yeah. That's in, yeah, yeah. I have him 13th player overall now. I think he. Yeah, that's realistically, man. I have him. That. I have him 17 overall. So we're still close. Yeah. As soon as you said it, he went off the board. <laughs> It's it's happened like three it's times. uncanny. It's uncanny. <laughs> these last two, like your your ability just to hey, who's who's actually who's who's twelve taking here, Ian? What speaking into existence? I was like about who, to say, who I do we not start, want? I got to start just looking at this more strategically. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, let's see. A little early for uh, someone like Jalen Waddle, but I wouldn't. I, uh, I wouldn't mind Mixon. seeing it. <laughs> I think they need. I think they need Joe Mixon. Like that's reasonable. The entire podcast just turns into us trying to reverse jinx ourselves every <laughs> single pick. So, you, Dwayne, you said you already had your home league drafts, right? Mine are next weekend. Do you think most people do it this weekend or next weekend? Um, I think it's mostly this weekend. It, this is the biggest weekend, I believe, for home leagues, and 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 next weekend too. And then I would say the weekend that we had last weekend is probably third. Gotcha. Oh, Javante, Javante. Okay. This draft's feeling okay. frisky. It is feeling a little frisky. Still no tight ends off the board. By this time in our last draft, there were three. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, there there will be a tight end off the board when it gets back to us if these guys don't clean house here. Here um, we go. So I've got Kelsey at the top of the queue. I've got Saquon Barkley next. Mm-hmm. I still I still like Barkley over Kamara, but I mean I, I like Kamara too. Had he been there still, I you could have easily, you know, talked me into Kamara. Yeah. Um then I've got DeAndre Swift. Then I've got CD Lamb and I've got Aaron Jones in there. I've got Kyle Pitts in there. And Mark Andrews just went as the first tight end off the board. So he's no longer in our queue. Wow. 
And this is tight end premium for any of you that happen to be listening to you know you haven't listened to our other FFPC uh, podcast. You're like, what the hell is going on? Why is Mark, why is Mark Andrews going that early? There goes CD Lamb. I'm gonna we're gonna get Travis Kelsey right here, uh, Ian. It's gonna be funny. So anyway, um, it's tight end premium. So you get one and a half points. Otherwise, it's PPR, but one and a half points for the tight ends. It's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex, which can be tight end. Not quarterback, though, not super flex. So, so much flexibility in this format <laughs> and the way that you can construct your team. There goes Kelsey. So we've been just barely in the wrong spot in this draft for like some yeah. amazing freaking value with Kelsey in the second, <laughs> as well as with uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey if we would have gone so, McCaffrey-Kelsey from the seventh spot, I think probably would have been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm just really hoping that we get. I love Barkley, man. I, I, I'm really hoping I've that been we wanting, get Debo here. I've been wanting Barkley so bad. Just there goes just Debo. Oh, there we go. Great Saquon. So it yeah. makes it easy. Yeah, Saquon. I was trying to reverse jinx it with Debo, but we got Kyle Pitts, so it, it kind of worked. Yep. So Kyle Pitts gone, and we get which Pitts was our backup plan, I think, yeah. or or was it Swift? Good question. We don't have to worry about it. Tag along, <laughs> Thrashers. By the way, that's the uh, Girl Scout name we're working with today. Dwayne, let's talk a little bit about the main event. Damien, mother effing Pierce. The guy is <laughs> I flying. We get, up. we get to him, but yeah. No, that's, people are here. We got we to gotta hash it out now. People are here to talk about some Damien Pierce. I did move him up. I moved up his group of running backs. I have him in a tier with Naeem Hines, Ramondre Stevenson, Melvin Gordon, and now Damian Harris as well. I believe he's my RB34 overall. He's my 93rd player off the board. If you look at some outdated ADPs, he'll be smashing all of those things. The question is, how high is too high, Dwayne? I think if you want to pull, if, if the great quarterbacks are gone, you know, even down to Lance maybe, and you're into round – I think that round seven is the absolute earliest that I would want to get Damian Pierce given that some of these great quarterbacks are still on the board. I don't want to ruin that strategy over a Texans potential committee rookie running back that is still – you know, I, I love your Lazard and MVS comp groups, but let's make sure we're not ignoring the fact that he's trying to be the sixth running back in the last decade to be day three or undrafted and post top 24 production. This is not a given – Round seven, round six, what are you feeling? Yeah, I, I tend to think that it really is a given because I just look at the freaking backfield. I mean, it's freaking Rex Burkhead, and we're dealing with Marlon Mack. The corpse, the formerly, the artist formerly known as Marlon Mack, not the real Marlon Mack. Um, so, yeah, I, and I just see what the coaching staff has done. They rested him in week two. They started him this week. I think it's probably after the bye week, week five, by then, the guy has all the all the all the work. I think he's gonna have the passing down work. You, you know, you and I. He was the first back we talked about this offseason. Remember, like in February, like we're talking about who's this Damian Pierce guy? Like he had the highest PFF grade of all the backs coming in this class. Um, was really good in pass blocking. Was good in the receiving game. Had a really good rushing grade. Just was underutilized at Florida, like Kadarius Tony. Hey, Florida. How about use these badass players? Like you guys might win more games. Like what yeah. the hell are you doing? Um, and look, I get it. I, I'm not pushing him up just because he's looked good against a bunch of scrubs in preseason. I'm pushing him up because he has the every he has a potential every down profile. He has a really weak, uh, you know, p- 
pecking order, you know, or depth chart around him, I think it's going to be really hard for us to not look up and see Damian Pierce getting probably 60, 65% of the work by the middle of the season. And if he's on a team like the Texans that are losing all the time, like I just think he's going to catch a lot of passes. So I think the, the danger is if Rex Burkhead somehow stays healthy and they never give him that role. But Burkhead's 32, man, and he's been injury prone. I'm not going to let a guy like Rex Burkhead stop me. The earliest I would be willing to take Damian Pierce is probably still not going to be early enough. My guess is this steam is going to push him to round five. Um, I'm with you. I think the real inflection point becomes, do you want to do that over a quarterback? In this format, we would, right? Because you get two flex and the quarterbacks go later. But if you're playing in a normal home league where you start two running backs, three wide receivers, it's going to be a lot tougher to force your way into Damian Pierce in like round six. I think I like your strategy better. Let's go ahead and take the elite quarterback and then circle back around. Again, playing in a format like this with two flex, I think that changes the complexion because ADP also changes and we're just trying to maximize our picks. So Chase Edmonds is the other guy I moved up. I have, I have Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce, and Elijah Mitchell in a tier as my 21, 22, and 23 ranked running backs. They're all tier 3A. I like Edmonds and Pierce more because I think they have a more clear path to taking over the passing down um, opportunities for their teams. Elijah Mitchell obviously plays on a better team, explosive playmaker, not going to play in the passing game. But those other two things help offset, right, the fact. And that keeps him in that tier, which if you go look at my tiers, it's explosive playmakers, right, um, that you're wanting to target as high-end RB3s. Um, but Edmonds and Pierce definitely have the passing down chops that we're looking for. What if the answer to that tier is no? I thought we were kind of ending things after ETN here. Now we're pushing up Edmonds, Pierce. I know Mitchell isn't necessarily pushed up, but he is right there in that tier. And we don't exactly like taking him in that uh, range of the draft as well. I do feel like this is still a running back who has a decent chance of being a committee because that's what exactly what this backfield was last year. Now, I know he wasn't in his backfield, but, you know, Dwayne, let's also, let's also look at what's, what's going on with the Texans and uh, all the moves they've made to be competitive this year. Absolutely none. Lovey Smith is now the head ball coach. Last time he was a head coach, he went 17 and 39 at the University of Illinois or Illinois University. They always get pissed off about that when I mispronounce it, but just deal with it. He went 17 and 39. I just think that the offensive environment has been literally the worst for any running back in the league over the past two years. Dead last in expected PPR points per game from Houston Texans running backs. And even if Damian Pierce gets all of that, man, like, I think Dario Gubawale could potentially be a thorn on pass downs as well. I think Marlon Mack could still, unfortunately, be a thorn on early downs. Round five or six for me, I'm not taking that profile, even if it is a talented player. You know how many talented running backs there are in the NFL? Like, I'm not doubting his talent. We've been talking about his talent all offseason. But come on, Kareem freaking Hunt is going three rounds later. And he, we know he's in a two-RB backfield behind the league's most badass offensive line. It's not Damian Pierce, but if he's going to start going round five, round six, I am out on that because we have proven star quarterbacks and really freaking good wide receivers, and we're still not losing that same sort of RB value letter. I guess that's my thing, man. I don't want to blow up our draft strategy for Damian freaking Pierce because I still think we get dude we just got we're getting Tyreek Hill in the middle of the damn third round you're good with that right you can keep on with your rant yeah, but like yeah. <laughs> Tyreek yeah. No yeah it's like a no-brainer <laughs> no, rant away Ian rant thanks away. for thanks for paying attention <laughs> um that's that's pretty much it though it's I don't want yeah, so to I, I'm just a little in. different look 
I, I'm with you. Let's not blow up the strategy, but I'm moving these guys up for a reason because I do believe they are different than what we've been looking at in the dead zone. And so I, the way I look at a dead zone running back, you know, I'm looking for a guy that just doesn't really differentiate. But look, man, I don't care about Dariago and Bowale. I really don't. Like, that is not something I'm going to worry about um, whenever I'm trying to bet on talent. I also do not care if the Texans suck because I do believe he's going to take over the passing down work. And that's all we need. As long as he's out there catching passes, the where it's going to suck for Damian Pierce, you know, truthers, and I'm not saying I'm a truther, but if he does not take over the passing down work, it is really going to suck to your point. Cause you don't want to be the early down back on a bad offense. Right um, now he is explosive, right? So maybe he can still score a few touchdowns, but like you, you don't want, you know, a guy that's a grinder trying to score touchdowns on an offense. that's not going to score touchdowns. It's going to have to be throwing the ball late in games. I believe, though, with Pierce, and it's not just trying to believe it, it's looking at his collegiate profile. When I look at that backfield, I'm sorry. Like, I look at a lot of backfields and get worried about committees. When I look at the Texans, it's really the softest depth chart in the league, right, as far as the guys behind him. So I get where you're coming from, and I agree. Let's not blow up the whole strategy, but I move Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce up, and I think of them, honestly, I should probably just move Elijah Mitchell into the tier below because I don't think of him as the same because I think those two guys can get the passing down work, whereas Elijah Mitchell can't. And so that's the big difference, you know, for me. Um, I, I get where you're coming from, Hunt but I, I'm, I'm adapting. It. They have it. I get I get it. But it doesn't mean you can't have both. It doesn't mean you can't have Damian Pierce. It doesn't mean you. Here's the thing. Damian Pierce has a pathway to everything. Kareem Hunt must have a Nick Chubb injury or a trade. Yeah. Damian Pierce could get all of it. So, uh, yeah. Look, I, I get it. I still love Hunt. I still love getting Patterson. But this honestly gives you more paths to if you don't get a running back in the first five rounds, I'm very willing to come back with Pierce in the sixth and okay, then come back, get know. my quarterback in the seventh. Then in my eighth round, like get Corderell Patterson, Kareem Hunt. Like you can get, see what I'm saying? Like they belong in that group. But if you're looking at the way ADP is going to work out, like it gives you just more paths to building out your rosters. It's not because we want to force someone up just to take them to blow up the strategy. I 100% agree with you on that. I don't think your running back ranking of him is necessarily egregious, even though we're off by 12 spots. The, it's a muddled range. We already, all the, again, the running backs that check the boxes we want them to check are basically done after Travis Etienne at this point. So I get it. Like we can't, beggars can't be choosers at this point in the draft of running backs. The question becomes, where are we fine drawing the line at wide receiver with Damian Pierce? Because that's my concern. Like, are we taking him ahead of a guys like Amandra St. Brown, Jerry Judy, even Juju, Gabe Davis? No, you're not. Godwin? No, we're if, not. If we're saying round six, we're getting past those. Like, basically, once you get past Elijah Moore, like, he's in, he's in play. Or you could argue at Elijah Moore is about where it happens, right? And it just depends on your roster construction. Like, what you're going to do. Which way do you need to pivot at that point? Okay. I'm... I'm okay with this one. All right. I'm not. <laughs> it's okay. Not we end up agreeing like on a lot of stuff anyway. And people are always telling us, you guys need to argue more. So here we look, folks, this episode is just for you guys. I wrote Ian in the middle <laughs> of the day. I was like, let's draft a damn team and argue about Damian Pierce. <laughs> I guess, man, it's tough waking up some, and I, I, we're just in our freaking, you know, little fantasy world here where I feel like maybe I'm looking too much into the overreaction to it, but damn it, Dwayne, when I wake up today, I haven't had a cup of coffee yet and I can't see a single tweet. That's not about one Damian Pierce, even last night too. My goodness. You no, know, dude, I think it's funny too. That's why I tweeted the, I did the yeah, Barry the Sanders yeah, highlight reel. Instead of <laughs> Damian Pierce. Like it's overboard. I get it. And here's the thing, even where I moved him, 
if you're in drafts like this, we'll see where he goes here. I, so I'm curious. I think it's still going to be. I think it's still going to be hard to get him. I think he's going to go around before I'm even willing to pull the trigger. My bet is he goes in round five of this draft that we're in right now. Yeah. There we and go. Travis Etienne is still on the damn board. Come on back down here, Travis Etienne. Come on. I'm happy I got some shares of Damian Pierce. This is just Exhibit A of don't hate the player, hate the ADP because it's just. Damian Pierce in round nine was great. Damian Pierce in round five, miss me with that. So we'll see where he goes here. Hey, if he does slip, then there you have it. As we do enter round four, Dwayne, who are you hoping falls to us? Oh, I hope it's ETN. Like people are, he's he's starting to move down in ADP a little bit. Like he's he's 40, this says 44 overall right now. Um, I don't know. Like I was just looking at Mojo earlier and it looked like it was still at the end of the third round, but I don't know how, how often they update it here on the site. I'm assuming like daily. It seems like ETN starting to get the, Oh, there he goes. My fault for even asking you. It's okay. People Uh, are getting, people are getting worried. And here's the thing. People are hearing James Robinson's going to be ready. So they're moving him down. The thing is we were ranking him as a third round player thinking James Robinson was going to get half the work anyway, right? So I think people are double counting the negative against Travis Etienne, which is good. Like that, yeah. honestly, that makes it good for us. All right, so come far, on. So, so far, we- don't, say any, don't say anything. Shut your mouth. All right, Damn it. You <laughs> thought it. You thought I it. Think, I did think it. So we can go ahead and take Kittle here if we want to go ahead and get a tight end. Um, I, 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 know you, I know you don't like Brees Hall. I want Kittle. Okay, let's do it. Boom. Kittle Tight round four, still going after Waller, man. Like this is this is what I want, George Kittle. Usually we're taking him round five in um non-tight end premium. So this isn't even that much of an overpay to begin with. And you just live with it. Look, you're gonna have some ups and downs with Kittle, but you want access. Uh, look, when it comes to tight ends, folks, yes, your low end tight ends can just be guys that are in enough routes to catch enough balls, unless their name's Tyler Higby. We always have to make that caveat. Now, there was that one little stretch where Tyler Higby was actually a badass for like five games in, in the 2018. But moving on from that, setting it aside, like looking at, you know, a guy like Kittle, it's all about that talent, man. It's, it's, it, and all the things we look at the PFF receiving grade, the yards per route run, the targets per route run. Like the dude is just an absolute beast. And there's he only has a couple about- of those, bro. He has a couple of those games every year where they actually feed him 12 or 15 targets. And I just think to myself, like, how could anyone ever stop this guy? Like, even during any given week, it's like Kyle Shanahan's really the only one that can contain George Kittle. Yeah, yeah. And man, Amon Ra is like really moving up boards now. Like he goes in the fourth round of every draft. I was so spoiled with fifth round Amon Ra St. Brown, man. Like, God, that that was dude, we were getting him in the sixth round when we first started drafting. So 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 far through four rounds, we got two pretty damn good looking running backs in Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill followed us in the third round. That's looking like our best value so far. And George Kittle. I mean, dude. Tyreek, well, I haven't ranked wide receiver seven. We basically got an upside wide receiver one in round three. We got a consensus top five tight end already and tight end premium, pretty important, and two workhorse running backs in Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. It's a great day to be great to win. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, the, the Tyreek Hill thing, like getting him in the middle of the third, like I'm like all in. Barkley in the middle of the second, that does not happen that often. You know, we were one pick away from having a CMC Barkley Tyreek Hill start. <laughs> I guarantee freaking to you that has not happened. I guarantee you that has not no, happened no in way. all 
drafts. So we, we've had some pretty good fortune, honestly, in a lot of our drafts where we've we've actually got some very unique starts that people don't see. And you'll notice when we post our boards, a lot of these guys that draft a ton of teams, you'll notice them in our comments. They're like, what the F? Like, <laughs> and I mean, look, sometimes you just get lucky. Um, you know, I mean, you got to still work the boards. We're going to be in plenty of drafts where we won't get. We've had a couple already where we didn't have a lot of values. But when they come to you, that's why you got to be prepared to pounce on them, folks, because also remember in these big tournaments like this, you're not just trying to win your league. You're also trying to get yourself in a position that if you win your league and you're in that points race over weeks 14, 15, or sorry, 15, 16 and 17 against all the other league winners and top point earners uh, from their league. So two teams basically from each one of these leagues go into a massive race at the end over the last three weeks to try to win 500 K. And so having unique lineups still matters, um, you know, so you got to think about those things um, as you're drafting. Just getting sweaty palms, just thinking about the sweat that we could be in this time in like 13, 14 oh, weeks. Dude, it's, it's awesome, man. Or, 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 won't be, or we won't be. I mean, guess what? We won't talk about it. So that's just the way things <laughs> we will. Like that. Yeah. We will. We're going to have some teams there. We'll, we, we'll have some teams there. It's just a matter of how many. Hell to the uh, entering round five now Dalton Schultz off the board freaking six picks after George Kittle I guess tight end premium at the turn that's that's okay it's it's just again though Dwayne honestly the only thing I'm I'm looking at your tight end tiers Dwayne has 1a Travis Kelsey Mark Andrews 1b Pitts Waller Kittle we are on the same page here I'd have Kittle ahead of Waller but that's okay 1c Schultz Hawkinson Goddard Ertz and I'd argue even Dawson Knox in there. And it's just wild to me, the disparity in that range, man. That's the only reason why I have so little of Dalton Schultz, because I will just gladly at this range in time, still take someone like a Terry McLaurin, like a Jerry Judy, and then just come back around a few rounds later and be able to still get Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz or Dawson Knox. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I feel the same way. Schultz, the problem is the ADP is just too high. We don't hate the player. We hate the ADP. You know, Schultz is not an elite tight end like these other big playmakers that can just totally bust things at the seams for you. But he can be a really good quality tight end on your fantasy team. The issue is like he's going two rounds ahead of guys like Dallas Goddard, three rounds of Zach Ertz. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. And that and that's that's the big challenge. So overall, um, do we talk about the- uh, come on, damn it. I want Jerry freaking Judy. Oh, uh, he just get he's got clipped. <sighs> yeah. An auto pick. Oh. To a guy that has five receivers. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But when two of them are autos, like, come on, man. You're here. Draft your team. I'm not saying anything, but damn it, there he goes. <laughs> I really wanted him, especially oh. for you. I know you love him. Terry, Mother F and McLaurin. That's there okay. Godwin. Okay, so I think we just go ahead and is it Michael Thomas time right here? Hmm. I think we go receiver. Yeah, I th- I think he's a, he's Thomas close to the top. Nice. I'm fine with Juju too. I know you hate him though. I I know you've sent you know like hate mail to his family. <laughs> it's, it's I know it's it's it would be awkward to draft him at this point, but <laughs> I'm fine with Juju as well. Um, if we're trying to have a chance to get two of them, uh, technically not- Juju would be the play, but we could still maybe get Bateman coming back. Man, I would that. love to get two out of Metcalf, Thomas, Juju, and and Bateman. I'm cool between Juju or Metcalf. You want let's can, let's you want to take Juju? Is that let's let's do it? If you're good with Juju. it, that's fine. I think there's a better chance that one of these other three fall. Agree, agree. Look, Juju's one of those things where 
no, I'm not going to be highly exposed to him, but I don't want to be have none of Patrick Mahomes's wide receiver one, potential wide receiver potential one. wide receiver one. You can caveat it. <laughs> so I wish, uh, you know, we've seen camp go on a little bit. Sky Moore hasn't been as ready as we want. I mean, I'll say this: Juju already dealing with a knee issue is hardly ideal. But a lot of people, you know, I, I recognize Dwayne that in this massive industry, I'm not going to get everything right. And when there's a lot of minds I respect, such as yours, amongst others that do have Juju ranked quite a bit higher than myself, you know, I'll dabble here and there to make sure that uh, I'm not taking the L too hard on this one. Yeah, and I think that's that's the smart way to play it, right? I mean, I started off lower on Juju as well, came around a little bit earlier, you know, than you. Um, but a lot of that was just because of what you're talking about, like just you know really thinking it through, listening to other, you know, smart people, hearing what they have to say. And, you know, you, you want to be careful with that. You know, you don't want to allow like the echo chamber just to capture you. you you've got to make sure that you, you've still got the, you're making the right stands on the right types of players. But at the end of the day, like Juju, if we set it all aside, he has been a top 12 receiver like twice in his career already. And he's battled a lot of injuries and he had a quarterback that was deteriorating. So I, it was like, even before, even if we look at 2020, he put up good fantasy numbers. He was bad, but he put up good fantasy numbers because they were feeding the ball and he, he was out there, man. And you know, big Ben, the, he really wasn't as bad in 2020 as he was in 2021. Things really dropped off in a hurry there. And, you know, we saw accordingly Claypool and Deontay have a ton of success in 2020 as well. So, Juju, even if he's not better than that version, man, the Chiefs are calling. He's no doubt now locked in as a top two wide receiver. That, you know, I think a lot of people took that for a given from day one. I didn't. And uh, it is what it is. Same thing with uh, Madison, Khalil Herbert. I think having that, even if I maybe overly weighted that, that was what held me back. But now it's not an issue. So, hey, we're getting Patrick Mahomes' offense more clear. It wasn't that long ago, man, where we were wondering about a four wide receiver rotation, similar to what's going on in Green Bay. And accordingly in Green Bay, we're not nearly as high on the guys. Right. So team 11 just went ahead and took Kyler Murray round five. And so this is where it really fo pays folks to look at the queue, to understand the queue, look at the ADP in the queue. We love Kyler Murray, but in this draft, like he wasn't going for another 30 picks. And so, yeah, you may have your ranks in front of you. In fact, you could have my ranks in front of you or Ian's right now. And you're looking at it, man, Josh Allen's off the board. I get two rounds later. I get Kyler Murray. You got to play the whole game, though, folks. Like the ranking sheet is only part of it. The other part is being able to understand the queue, understand the ADPs, and you want to try to maximize every pick you can make. Now, he might get lucky here because he just got Lamar Jackson to go two rounds early as well behind him. Um, a little bit of a potential panic. But if this happens, it's really good for us because then that means that's going to push other values that are not normally available um, at these picks back to us. Um, namely, well, no, we won't name. We won't name unless Ian's going to name someone that we don't want. Then that's that's it. Ramondre Stevenson of the first pick of round six. You moron! What's wrong with you? Come on! Be a shame if uh, you know Pat Frymouth got a got going here, Dwayne. I know that's exactly who uh, we really wish would fall to us here in round six. Yeah, it's it's this is ridiculous. We 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 do this draft. We don't do it live because I'm afraid of us getting sniped. But now we're recording it, and we're too worried about the fantasy football gods to still say the people's names. So uh, we got to put that aside, Dwayne, and just roll with it. It's not real. It's not going to happen. We want Michael exactly. Thomas to fall. Five picks to us trying to help you listeners out just a tad here. Also still have Cam Akers on the board in the round six. This isn't – look, if we had only one running back, I, it would be interesting. Oh, I'd be Akers. so excited about Akers, right? But already well, having the build we have, I'm less. 
Exactly. So I would say Thomas Bateman, and if neither of them are there, one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Or do we, or do we ride? I think, I think we let the QBs go, but let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens in front of us. Um, let's see how it goes. This wouldn't be a bad roster to get Elijah Moore on either. No. No, I, I like the idea of tagging on another receiver here. There's a Hunter Renfro auto pick. That Again, that's another reach by a round. It is wild. Again, if you're just going down ranks, Hunter Renfro may seem like the right play. But, like, guys, to really get good at these drafts, you cannot do that. You cannot. You, you're just not giving yourself a chance, especially in large fields like this. Yeah, your hey, number one goal is to win your league. What did we get Stafford in yesterday, like round 14? Yeah. Okay, that is pretty absurd. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and who knows what will happen here. With these quarterbacks going earlier, we'll, we'll see. Still, though, we don't have to – we could potentially no. punt it until like 10 Well, 11. and we're in the middle. We're in the middle as well. So when we let it go, most likely we still get one to come back. Well, dang it. They're shooting all around the battleship now. Taking we Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Oh, man. We don't That's have kind to. of the backup plan. We're shooting all around the battleship. Uh, <laughs> Michael no. Thomas, battleship sunk. Your, your your screen's like refreshing like briefly before mine. So I just hear you oh, grow and I'm like, <laughs> who's about to come off the board? Okay, man. I think it's Elijah Moore. Um, if he's there, yeah. If it's not Elijah there. Moore. There went Acres, which was okay. good because I was sitting there thinking, oh, God, if Elijah Moore goes, do we just go Acres? So let's let's talk about this for a go. second. I do think it's Elijah Moore. I know we got him at the end of round seven the other day, but this is where he goes. You know, he goes yeah. right here. He usually goes before the end of round six, and we need a receiver. Um, the other option would be Goddard, but I think I want more here. What do you think? This is a – I want to load up on wide receiver here. We're going to wait a quarterback. Let's get – because we'll come back and we'll still have good wide receivers uh, to keep going with. So because – I'm fine with Juju in a lineup like this where we're going to have a lot of shots at wide, rec- you know, wide receiver three types that I think have a upside for a lot more. So if we had gotten – a Jefferson or a chase or something in round one instead. And acres was also gone. I probably would have pushed for a quarterback there, but I'm happy to have more bolts in the chamber there at receiver. I'm impressed. Okay. We're about to get into round seven. Damian Pierce has not been, not been scooped. I would definitely take a little Patty Mahomes stack with Juju here. If, if he comes back he comes around, back. like I, and we don't have, we don't have Mahomes yet. I was thinking that, that I was thinking that this pick, honestly, if, uh, if Elijah Moore had gone, had gone, yeah. yeah, yeah, you could have talked me into that one for sure. There's Lazard. Let me scroll down to the bottom of my list. We could always get a uh, little Trey on. Lance, little Trey Lance kettle going later. I know we don't need the stack, but there goes Chase Edmonds, round six. He's just a round six pick now. Okay, that's what we needed to know. But Damian Pierce is still on the board, so interesting. Over under twelve carries a game for Chase Edmonds. 12 i think he'll be I, th- I think he'll be between 12 and 15 and i think he's gonna catch four to five balls a game yep that's the that's the hope it's just gonna be gross if we open up that week one utilization and it's like 50 percent <laughs> chase 30 percent most or 20 percent sony or something like that that's the, yeah, the, the, the other thing is like and i agree but the just all the reports like the dude looks great like and he fits the style that they want. Like what McDaniel's wants, he wants that guy like Elijah Mitchell that can just freaking pop the big runs. So uh, look, I I think he has a chance though to 
to get like up to half of the rushing work and all of the passing down downs. But it's, I just love him also because there's so many outs in like as the season goes, right? I mean, depending on the game strips, the way those things work out, depending on what happens, you know, how his teammates are performing. I just feel like there's again, explosive playmakers that catch passes. Like, um, and I'm really loving what I'm hearing about this offense. You're not wrong. I just wish uh, he wasn't going RB24. I wish he, I wish he was still in our Kareem Hunt CPAT tier, man, but Okay. I agree, but th- I think there's a good reason why he's moved up. I-, yep. I think he's the one out of all those that if I had to say, okay, could just literally take over and be like the main man on his team, it's probably him. So there goes Herbert. Awesome. Dang it. Okay. That's okay. Herbert can go. I wanted Herbert to stay on the board just a little longer to keep that Mahomes temptation from going. Got Elijah it. Mitchell off the board. A, a freaking like 70-yard house call for Raheem Moser in the first five minutes of week one. That, oh, that, that could happen. Raheem Mostert, dude, happen. when he's healthy, like... Uh, oh, I know, Dwayne. He can have it, man. All my uh, income I earned in 2021 knows. <laughs> uh, all right, Elijah Mitchell off the board, RB25. Round seven, still hoping that these quarterbacks fall. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, still very much on the board. This would be great, man. We talk about loving round six quarterback, but round seven quarterback, same guys. That's what we live for. Yeah, Sky Moore goes off the board there. Take him. I mean, maybe yeah. Sky Moore is just a I, I'm a Sky baller, now. But... Like, I, I, maybe, but round seven's too much, guys. It's oh, just too much. too much. And, and, and we've, we, we, you know, we had him pushed up there for a little bit, but I, I think, you know, round nine, round nine, I'm all, I'm, I'm fine. Go ahead and get, get your sky more shares. Not doing it in round seven. Dwayne has Alan Lazard and MVS in the same tier, 55 and 56. Well, they're the same profile, man. Like guys that have never done anything, oh like going goodness. into year five, have already played with good quarterbacks, but we just think pixie dust, they're going to be good now. Just look, it could happen. Like I get it. I, I know they play with good quarterbacks, but like, it's not enough to make me rank them high just because maybe like they're going to be outliers if they hit. I mean, that's just, it is what did it you, is. Um, did you see, you know, my like- life's going to really suck if Alan Lazard <laughs> goes off. Like my, my life, like I, I made, yeah, it could be over. My life hey, may be over. Did you see the uh, Patriots training camp reception leaderboard? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I don't watch anything like that. Who, who is it? No, Johnny it's a, Smith or something. No, it's Jacoby Myers by freaking sixteen. Oh, yeah, well, not surprised. Courtesy of Mark Daniels, uh, Mac Jones' top reception leaders this summer. Yeah, not just total receptions. Mac Jones specifically. Jacoby Myers forty-one. Johnny Smith twenty-five. Aguilar twenty-three. Parker twenty-three. Henry twenty-two. Ramondre Stevenson nineteen. You see that, Dwayne? Number Dang one in receptions. Now you know. Damian Harris has eighteen, and Ty Montgomery has sixteen. But Ramondre Stevenson's number one, Dwayne. He's got nineteen. There goes Pierce and Mahomes. So it's it's this is easy though. Jalen, right? Oh hell yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen or DeAndre Hopkins? Jalen Hurts. That could be another Jalen. Um, oh okay. Fuck. I just nearly clicked yes on Jalen, so I'm waiting. I had it clicked and I pulled my mouse off of it. Do you think Lance gets back to us? I think he will, but. I still don't mind just go ahead and grabbing Jalen here. Like, I, I think there's still a difference between the two. Bro, if we had Hopkins on this team, though, all of a sudden our wide receivers, like, I'm feeling really good about it. Let's him. do it. Let's go, let's DeAndre. Let's do it, man. Dude, let's ball out. Let's ball out. DeAndre, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we got some uh, boomers that don't appreciate some 
some dual threat talents under center. We do have three teams ahead of us, Dwayne, that have already taken quarterbacks. Yes, there you go. Now you're teaching people how to draft hardest. Look at you. Look at but you. We just need uh, we need Team 9, Team 10 to chill the hell out. And if we get Lance, we've got Kittle. So, yeah. Neither, let's see. Hertz and Lance. I don't think, uh, yeah, they don't have Debo. We have Kittle. They don't have A.J. Brown. We might just be okay. We'll see. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> you, gotta try. Dude, you have to give yourself a chance for greatness in these things. Yeah. And again, this is don't why... Don't be afraid people, to be great. Don't be afraid to be great, people. And But your thought process is right. The tier says we have Hertz and Lance, right? And so, I mean, we just want one of them. And so knowing that there's only two guys to the right of us that don't have a quarterback. Most likely both of them are not going to take one. We could be wrong. Like it could go wrong, but we've been pretty good at calling these things so far in these drafts. How many times have we looked at the board, read it and said, okay, here's the decision we're making. And it worked out. Like I would say probably 60, 70% of the time, you know, and, and look, it may end up being more of a coin flip, like as we go on and as we do more drafts, but at the end of the day, you have to give yourself a chance. We've done five drafts. And the only one that I thought, I thought draft four at the tight end position when we just really didn't get one and we had to just throw some darts out. Like that's the only draft out of yeah. the position group that we just didn't just pick really one. read right. Yeah, pick yeah, one. Yeah, it was pick one. But but they also went early, if you remember in that draft. And we oh, just made we made I, a conscious decision to punt it once that happened. We were like, well, fine. We're 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 done. We're not going for it. I don't think that team's dead either. It's just that's the only draft that I feel like we just yeah, again, we're kind of surprised, really surprised by a position. So we'll take that. All right. Team nine takes Christian Kirk, still letting the quarterbacks ride. And you know what? If we don't get Hurts and Lance, we're not taking freaking Burrow. We're going to punt on quarterback for a while and just go get some other guys. So through seven rounds, running backs, Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley continuing to anchor on down there. Wide receivers now, Tyreek Hill, Juju Schuster, Elijah Moore, and DeAndre Hopkins. Love, 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 love. And George Kittle at tight end. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to all of a sudden act like I'm a Juju guy. I'll go love, like, love, love. But hey, Dwayne, we got four wide receivers here. Tyreek, obviously an upside wide receiver one. Juju, we could look up in week 17. You know, he has 130, 140 targets. Elijah Moore, ditto. And DeAndre Hopkins. Starting week seven, we got ourselves a wide receiver two at worst. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what we have. Um, you know, we obviously with getting Hopkins, we need, you know, we're going to have to pile on. You know, we, need, we still need another flex player, you know, right now for the early part of the season. But the way this board's falling, I still feel good about that. Yeah. Running backs going now. Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. I guess this is a better spot for him to go. I mean, you know, these guys could have gone round five, you know, depending on a certain draft, not so much Damon Harris. I think this is a little early for him these days. You were talking, Dwayne, about if people really are soaking up the wide receivers, which is safe to say has happened in this draft, like the possible pivots. This round seven, round seven for guys like Mitchell, Pollard, Pierce, and even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that's not terrible. Right. Yeah, it's not terrible. Like you, you're getting to the point where, okay, it's like, all right, uh, I didn't take them, you know, in the te- technically in the dead zone, right? Rounds four through six, seven can be part of it. And I think of dead zone more as like the profile you're trying to avoid. It just so yeah. happens that they get drafted in these rounds. I think it's so funny. Like I love ADP, but some of the stuff researching historical ADP 
and be strictly using that to say, well, you shouldn't take a receiver in round five because they sucked. I'm like, well, let's go look at the receivers that went in round five in those years. Come on, people. Like, let's like, come on. It's good context. It's good. I agree. I agree. The dead zone is partly about the running backs profile. I also think it's a reflection on the other positional values in those rounds. That's the thing. Round. round, Yeah. And that's, that's why I kind of consider the four through six because at four, you're almost always getting the leftover wide receiver two value. That's always going to fall there because we have too big of a tier. So this is really like when the draft, if we could just really write out how a draft will kind of go, at least this beginning, uh, it really has been this sort of build or the teams that I'm happiest with, you know, you're able to get the falling wide receiver value, but then in rounds four through six, while some people are panicking and taking the running backs, you're able to get either falling wide receivers or tight ends. You love the elite quarterbacks and really the last upside wide receiver range. I mean, they're, we, every year, you know, wide receivers deep, wide receivers deep, and there are certain guys uh, down the road that we know have that potential to boom up there. But there also is a point, Dwayne, where you start getting into, I'd say, wide receiver 45 to 50, and, you know, it kind of does seem to drop off pretty fast. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there is a spot there where you kind of hit the cliff. Yeah, I would say it's basically once you honestly – when you get past DeAndre Hopkins, you got a lot of questions, but there's still some guys we like, right? You could grab Drake London. You could still grab Christian Lurk, Kirk. You could grab Kadarius Tony. Yeah, it's fine. I saw it hurts went, right. but it's okay. Um, so there's still some guys you could like, um, and some of those are going to definitely hit, but I think sp- especially, you know, once you get past that kind of tier, Ooh, to me it go. gets pretty scary. They went Sanders. I think Lance is going to be there. Yeah, he'll unless, be there. Unless Quadzilla pairs up Josh freaking Allen with Trey, Trey Lance. I just give up. I give up. Yeah, I mean, that. the other option here is you kick Trey Lance down one more round. Ooh. Um, because look where he is in the queue. Like, he's no, still – he's, he's, he's pretty far down there in the queue. Um, who – who are you looking at, though? That's the Kareem Hunt. Well, I was looking at Kadarius Tony. I was looking at Drake London. Technically, Amari Cooper's on the board. I don't really want him, though. <laughs> I know. But this is late for Amari. I mean, we're freaking round eight. I it mean, really is. I'm feeling we got four wide receivers. I know, but Hopkins going to miss the first six weeks. You're right. Um, This is our last chance to get a running back we're going to feel really good about, though. Yeah, there's a lot here. There's a lot to think about here. I think um, between... Kareem Hunt and I think it's between Lance Hunt and Drake London. We can let the receiver go. Let's let the receiver go. I, I think we go ahead and take Lance. We've got Kittle oh, here. If we did, if we didn't have Kittle, I would definitely punt it. What do you want to do? I, I really can't go either way. I can eat. You know, I can click Kareem Hunt like a freaking beast right now. <laughs> I'm feeling Kareem Hunt, man. I think uh, he's on the team. There's no chance. There's a small chance Lance comes back to us. Let's go. Kareem Hunt, welcome to the squad. And the drop from like Lance, like Russell Wilson or someone. Okay. Kareem Hunt versus who our next RB3 was going to be. Like before we pick next, let's, let's look at the best available running backs and see uh, if that comes to fruition. But I do think, Dwayne, a lot of look like cpat has gone now. P- Pierce has obviously been gone. Like those, those are kind of like the last guys or the ones we've been relying on at this range. So let's go ahead and scoop him up. I don't love the idea of going in there with uh, 
a Kenneth Walker, a Melvin Gordon as my RB3. Yeah, and well, the other part about Hunt is we can flex him, you know, for the DeAndre Hopkins spot, yep. right? So I think it's fine. Um, and, and this is what we want to see. Now that we took it, there goes Singletary. Um, Joe Burrow, we didn't necessarily want to see him go off the board. Um, so that, that really, that might hurt the Trey Lance odds, but that's okay. I still like Russell Wilson. Um, so I'm going to put Wilson over in our queue. I'll throw Brady over there too. I'm cool with all these guys. And if we need to go down a tier, then, then so be it. We can look to get, uh, get our upside later with Justin Fields. We just missed him by one yesterday. And a guy I've been thinking about Ian, just to start the season. Right. It may not work out and he may get benched, but like Mariota is like really starting to grow on me. Like if you just had to in a pinch in a league like this where you can just release him. Right. You might use him for three or four weeks, gives you the rushing upside. I think there's a lot of creative things you can do. We you know, even if we wanted a little exposure to Tua to go with Tyreek Hill, if we had to wait, I'm with you. I think there's options. We'll see if Lance slides back. Remember, yesterday we saw the person basically drafting where we are, get Lance to come all the way back. Um, from, but they were in pick 10. Yeah. We're at pick seven now. So we'll see what happens. Round eight running backs after Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny. Best available on Dwayne's board is now Brian Robinson. I think I'm already proved right. Uh, come on. Well, look at these running backs. Kareem Hunt was a massive yeah. teardrop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I got James Cook and Robinson over in the queue, though. Hell yeah. Round eight. There goes Knox. What a time to be alive. Dawson Knox tight end 12, man. He should not be going. Pat Fryermuth should not be going two tight end spots ahead of Dawson Knox. Come on. I have him. I have him close. But I I mean, look, I agree. Like, there's no arguing with the upside of one offense versus the other. I mean, it's the freaking, it's the Bills. You know, nobody needs to say anything else. It's it's the Bills. It is uh, it is interesting with Josh Allen. We uh developing um one of our PFF fantasy tools, and one of the ways we're reflecting a player's talent is looking at their PFF grades from the last season. And obviously for certain players that we know are really talented, it's concerning when you don't see the tool representing what you're trying to do. And so when we saw Josh Allen's talent, not exact, not exactly, you know, bursting out of the seams we're like what the hell is this but he look fantasy qb1 during the regular season he, the way he plays football like when we were previewing the bills we were just like i literally couldn't come up with a scenario where josh allen really busts like even if the bills are bad he's going to be running around and throwing the ball 800 freaking times but he, it really was a bit of a roller coaster regular season for josh there were some highs and lows as a real life passer and that caused the pff passing grade to just not be great the playoff stretch was the best football we've seen of josh's career for like eight straight quarters the guy was just on a massive heater and we our decision was to obviously include playoffs for regular season because that's higher challenge games why wouldn't we to help fix something like that Dwayne, i mean uh, there's, no, gone. there's ah, there's no real concern with uh Josh Allen that much in fantasy land. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought I'd say that. So it was, it was a good example. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a good example of uh, regular season and playoffs, you know, helping uh, give you the whole picture. So good job by us. Good job. Good job, Ian. What are you thinking uh, here? Um, you know, a lot just dried up right there. Yeah, not great. Um, with, with, with London, Tony, London, Lance, all guys that we had in our queue went we've got three picks until us i still feel good about the kareem hunt um selection 
I could go running back again here. I could go James Cook. I could go Brian Robinson. I could go Alave. Um, I'm liking I could Alave. Go, That's the name that sticks out to me. And I think we let, if it gets to us and Russell Wilson and Tom Brady are both still available, I say we let quarterback go by because there's only one team that doesn't have a quarterback yet. Agreed. There goes Antonio Gibson. Good riddance. Take him. Alave is the one that sticks out to me here. I'm fine getting a running back on the next go round potentially, but I think this is a little early. I don't, we already have enough James cook, I think. So there goes Robinson. Like you're some of these running backs in the next tier are just the ones. There goes Robert Woods. So let's go Alave, right? Yeah. we're on a, Yeah. Hell yeah. Done. I love getting him. We, we don't, I don't think we have him actually as much as you love him. We, I don't think we have him on a squad I only, yet together. I only have him in best ball. Yeah, this is great. So why did you were 46? Sign me up there. Chris Alave, welcome to the squad. And not next round, but the on the next comeback, Dwayne, maybe round uh, 11, we can look at the, at the tried and true Rondale Moore for the DeAndre Hopkins suspension method. Oh yeah. Got to go ahead and look at that. Let's go ahead and just move him over there. So I don't forget him. Love that. Okay, so ideally, with only one team not having a quarterback that is now drafting and going back around the turn. We should get Russ or Brady coming back. Fingers and crossed. Can, and we can feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. round 10, I'll take that. Yeah, we, we should so, be able to do that. So uh, then the trade-off that we basically made, because round eight we were looking at Trey Lance, we'll be going down from Trey Lance to Brady or Russ, which we both have Trey Lance ranked higher. But – the drop off at running back is going to be like Kareem Hunt to man at that point. It's going to be a pretty much pure, pure number two with nowhere near his kind of standalone value. So we can put Kareem Hunt in the flex during Hopkins' uh, suspension, as Dwayne noted earlier. Through nine rounds, no quarterback just yet. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and the aforementioned Kareem Hunt. Five deep at wide receiver. Tyreek, Juju, Elijah Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, and Chris Olave. George Kittle holding down the tight end spot. I don't feel good, Dwayne. I feel great. <laughs> it's a great day to be great, Harditz. Come on, you know this. Michael Gallup, 47th. Ooh. Yeah, that's 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 definitely the highest I've seen Gallup go. But I was kind of wondering when this would happen, just because the news now that he's well, he's not on the pup. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's gonna play week one, but at least it seems like there's a shot, right? That he could be ready by week two or three. Um, you never know with the Cowboys. Jerry's so damn optimistic. Like each <laughs> Rondell Moore in round nine have not seen that literally ever, ever. Whoa. Is this live accidentally? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Damn. And there, and there goes, goes Cook. Cook. Of course. It's okay. Like, look, it, We've when it's gotten to us, there's been you know each time like quite a bit we like, but a lot of it has all been at the top of the queue as well. So it's not really a surprise when they all go. No worries, as long as we get our uh, as long as we get our quarterback coming back to us. I mean, it was gonna have, that was gonna be tough to get Rondale at that point. Just a thought. Yeah, if it comes back to us and both quarterbacks are still there, we can punt Whoa. it one more time because everybody to our left has one, except for one one team. Wow. I love this game. (laughs) We're we're playing freaking chess, not checkers. Oh my goodness. The court. I just love how you you just, and I will say like, I love drafting with you because you like to risk it. You, you, you get the fact that like, and honestly, the people I struggle to draft with the most are just hyper conservative and I still figure it out. It's fine. I can draft with anybody, but man, it's like, cause I, I like to try to, you know, to, you know, we're not just trying to just, 
do it to do it, right? You're reading the board and you're making calculated guesses on how things are going to play out, but you want to give yourself a chance, you know, and there's some people First that just, last. they won't, right. They just won't. Um, and you know, you and I've already navigated these waters before. Like we know what it's like, like, you know, once you get past Brady and Wilson, you know, and then Prescott goes like people just are like, they don't even care. They just let everything go. <laughs> Dwayne has, has the uh, nationwide perception of last place fantasy football punishments and just the overall dishonor of finishing and last, even though it doesn't financially impact you, has that caused a generation of fantasy football players to be too conservative? <laughs> Here's my thesis paper on the matter. <laughs> Seriously, uh, man, like, well, I, I, I do think, I do agree that some people uh, like, you know, I think there is a, there's a tendency in our industry now so you hear people use cliche things that have become cliche, right? But bet as if you're right. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> let, let's have something backing it up, right? We're actually yeah. talking about the way a draft board's playing out, all these different things. But you know, I, I a lot of times, like, I'm I'm kind of um, you know, I don't know. Like when I hear people using that argument, sometimes I wonder, have they really thought it through? They even really know what? Hey, bet like you know, play like you're right. What does that even mean? You know, or hey, it's all about that upside. I don't think a lot of people really know how to calculate upside. There are a lot of really smart people that do. They probably know how to calculate it better than me, better than you. But it's it's not most people. And so I don't like it when people hide behind that argument. But at the end of the day, like if you're in a draft and now you're taking that kind of high level strategy idea and you're trying to like tactically figure out how to deploy it and make it work. Yeah, I love it then. I love it then. I don't like it just as a blanket statement, though, yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever people throw it out there. Naim Hines off the board, first pick of round 10, RB39. He's been a huge mover. That's exactly where Dwayne has him ranked. I think I even have him like 35, 36. If there are going to be two running backs that actually have the possibility to give some standalone value that we can like actually also have the handcuff with, man, it's Tony Pollard who goes, let's see, where'd he go on this one? Tony Pollard round seven. Naeem Hines, man, even like round 10 here, I think you can even get him probably later in a lot of uh, more home league style drafts. Like these guys could catch 60 passes this year and god forbid something happens to taylor or zeke we could be talking about both guys in the rb1 range yes even naeem hines based on what we're seeing in this preseason usage and yeah philip Lindsay's there but hines could easily have that eckler chase edmonds role that we're hoping that edmonds is going to have and ppr is way right up the ranks oh my goodness ppr is way right up the ranks yeah. <laughs> i love that Dwayne, he's gonna pp his way right up the ranks we're, uh, is there, is we're there something gonna... Is there is something, but is there something you want here over That's the quarterback, true. right? That's what you have to decide. Because if there's not, you just take the quarterback you want right here. But if there's something you're really dying to have, then we take that. I mean, I think the problem is some of the things I was really thinking about, like Melvin Gordon doesn't normally make it here. Naheem Hines was definitely in my mind. You, Rondell Moore was in my mind. They, I'm like a Willie Nelson song. You were always uh, on my mind. Like, but they all went. So. I don't know. Like I, I, I could get down on a Daryl Henderson pick here. Uh, I was thinking Henderson, Henderson, or I mean, Gage isn't even on the freaking map, so we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to worry about him, even though he's good in our tier. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he's exactly not on the map. You don't see him in the queue to your left. I, uh, I <laughs> say even Darryl, when you click over to receiver, like Gage is still four down. I'm down with Daryl Henderson. All right, let's just go ahead and do that. Is he? I mean. I don't want to say no to another running back, but he could be our last running back, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. We'll see what happens down down the road. 
Uh-oh, Wake up, Harditz. Wake up. About to say. Get up from your nap. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have no idea what I set that for. <laughs> probably, to, <laughs> probably to draft, and it was an hour late. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, if, you, if you're ever having an alarm, folks, and it's going off, and you don't know why it's going off, just say it was for a fantasy draft. Like, <laughs> you know? Uh- like Ian's kind of like Ian's uh, Amon Ross St. Brown having relationship trouble. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Random alarm goes off. I got a fantasy draft folks. Oh my goodness. I hope it's not for like a radio call or something. I think I'm good. <laughs> oh. uh, if it is, I'll just let you take over for a little bit, Twain, or tell him to call me back at a later time. All good. We'll worry about that later. Kenneth Gamewell, RB 43. I will say um, I'm about to try to do another DM run. Get all your get all your fantasy questions answered before uh, before draft Saturday, but I had someone bring up that uh, Kenneth Gamewell joined allegedly up to two hundred fifteen pounds uh, this year. So hey, I, I'm not a I'm not a hater of running backs, but, you know, improving, becoming an every down back, and I guess I did call him more one dimensional. So his uses last year was one dimensional. I know a lot of the truthers out there believe he can be much more than that. So I'm prepared to be wrong on Kenneth Gamewell. We did see the cool targets per route run rates out there. It's it's more than anything. It's just uh, I think kind of what we've seen from Philly and the likelihood that this is going to remain a committee. And if anything, man, like what does Kenneth Gamewell become if they actually like if Kareem Hunt goes there or something, like Gamewell's not going to find the field. Yeah. I, look, here's what I like about Gamewell, right? He did pop in some of the metrics we like. So I think there are things you and I both like about him. The problem is I don't even think he's the handcuff. I don't think he has the contingency value that people thinks he think that he has. I really think that Boston Scott is the actual handcuff. And so it's funny because like earlier I talk about Rex Burkhead, right? You know, and I'm like, I'm not worried about Rex Burkhead. Like if you look at Boston Scott over his career, he's actually, and he's still younger, like he's actually still been good. And so, and look, back in the day, Burkhead was like a really good receiver uh, out of the backfield for, you know, the the Patriots. But like Boston Scott is a guy that I think is actually underrated. Um, And so who knows? Gainwell could still take that. Like he gets high leverage snaps. He's going to run the two minute offense. He gets carries inside the five, but the problem is he's got to share those with Jalen Hurts, and we're also just assuming that he's going to have that same role. I don't know that we've necessarily really been told that he's going to have that same role this year. Um, And in the preseason, honestly, that's a really tough thing to discern, like as if a player is going to have the two-minute offenses. A lot of teams do not use the two-minute offense at all in the preseason, so you don't really know. Um, So I think it's a tough call. I'm fine. I think Gainwell, you know, where he goes, like I have him at the very bottom of the tier where we just took Darrell Henderson. I have him at 49. I have Darrell Henderson at 42. So technically it's fine. Like he goes in this range. I just, I think people are just a little bit overzealous in my, in my opinion with, they think that he's going to take over for Miles Sanders and, and it, it could happen. Like he has outs for sure. Um, but I like him a little better in round 11, like than I do in round 10. I view him. I view him like JD McKissick more or less. Hey, we'll see what happens. Entering round 11, there are actually two teams between us, Dwayne, that don't have a quarterback yet. One's been autoing three times. So there's a, but even then, man, if that happens and we lose both Brady and Russ here, as unfortunate as it be, then if there's still a wide receiver we want, we can punt to the next tier, Dak Stafford, Rogers, Carr, Cousins, like all five of those guys, I highly doubt are going to go between uh, our 11th and 12th round pick. And that's still fine enough value for any of them. Yeah, the the guy that's the guys that have been autoing though they they've been 
making their pick ahead. It's like they're having oh, okay. to step away from their desk. It's like, see, they make Chase, Samuel, auto-pick A.J. Brown. Allen Robinson, auto-pick Jerry Judy. Come back, take Chase Edmonds, Brandon Fair Ayuk. enough. Fair enough. But, you know, I did screw up. I, I thought that there was only one team. Doesn't matter. Play. Let's go. All right, doesn't matter. You're right, because somebody, the one of the teams that doesn't have a quarterback just took another tight end. So we're good, but it's okay. And there goes Russ. So fingers crossed. Russ Wilson gone. Yep. The two teams between us have Mahomes and Burrow. They use a seventh and eighth round pick on them. There's no reason why they should take Tom Brady, but you know we'll what? We'll see. I'll take Dak. <laughs> you know, That's I'm fun. fine with Dak. I am, man. Losing Tyron. Like we have seen yeah, that you're, play you're right. really you're right. dip without these guys. You're right. Okay. We'll pass Dak. Well, he's in the same damn tier. We moved him down to that tier for a reason. With, right, with so Stafford I, and Carr and Cousins. You know, he's got a little I'm, more rushing upside, but eh, not a lot. Like if Brady's not here, I'd be fine taking Gage or Boyd, honestly. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get Brady and come back with Gage or Me Buka. too. Me too. If but, you know goes. if Brady goes, I'm fine with Traylon Burks. Like at this point, like people look. He's still a talented player. We're just taking talent at this point. It's been a, don't get me wrong. It's been a terrible training camp. All right. It doesn't matter. We're getting Tom Brady. Let's go. Good? Tom Brady around 11. Sign me up. Well, here's the one thing with Traylon. The question is, can he beat his outside receiver? And we're seeing that it's a little bit of a struggle. Is it impossible to scheme, scheme him up some touches in the meantime? Like, what, what are we doing here a little bit? Like, it feels a little... Like the Mike, yeah, the coaching thing. staff needs to figure this crap out. Like, come on, guys, just trade it. You, I, I understand there's a contract there, but they essentially swapped out AJB with the hope that Traylon Burks was going to be your number one wide receiver. Can we have a plan instead of being like he can't, he can't fit our scheme? Let's change the scheme around a little bit, man. So that's that's my only thing. If if we just see Traylon Burks straight up on the bench, that doesn't make sense to me. Now, if it's like a Rondale Moore thing and they don't feel confident that he can run the full route tree and you know, Nick Westbrook. Akini is just a better overall fit and it's unfortunate that Traylon Burks is playing you know 40 percent of the snaps instead of 80 okay I can wrap my mind around that but it's gonna be ridiculous Dwayne if he's just like legitimately like the wide receiver five six out here come on yeah send him back our way I'll take him over even the the Bucks receivers like if he comes back you know I got him I got he Jahan Dotson Julius Julius, Julius Jones. Old, we were talking Cowboys. Julius Jones was awesome on a draw play. Any other kind of play that you asked him to run, uh, he sucked. Unless, uh, unless they were playing the Seahawks, but then the draws were getting like 30 a clip. Yes. Uh, Julio Jones, Jacoby Myers, Isaiah McKenzie, Wondell Robinson are all in the queue. Not that we have to take, like, that's too early. Like, McKenzie and Wondell, one of them will come back. But, like, Burks, Dotson, Julio Gage, are all man. in the queue for me. Um, yeah, did Gage go? Like why do I not have him over here? Okay, there he is. My bad. Yeah, Gage should be actually. This is madness. Yeah, he's still going. Do you think the? I, I think, think people are reacting to to Gage. To be honest, yeah. Well, we got him in our last draft again. Okay, yeah, we can't draft Gage as a top 30, 36 receiver these days, but not that much. Is Godwin's recovery is better than we thought? Okay, small bump, Julio. Okay, small bump. Wide receiver sixty though. Yeah, exactly. I, again, he had he was hitting metrics that we like as far as being a breakout receiver. His PFF receiving grade, his targets per route run actually suggested he could be a wide receiver too if you get him with the right quarterback. And so, fortunately, I think we have the right quarterback already on our roster. <laughs> yeah. well, 
the community community basically told us and also not having Gronk come back that actually was a positive that really didn't even uh kind of get incorporated in there but you're telling me Russell Gage based on the way we've been ranking him is a top 36 receiver if one of Mike Evans Chris Goblin and Julio Jones are out of the picture that's I'm not a guy that likes to bet on injuries Dwayne but I could think of three healthier wide receivers I'd probably like to make that bet against than Julio Goblin and Mike Evans. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Like people are reaching all over the place here. Josh Palmer going off the board. Marvin Jones. Like, what is going on? Like, I do not, I don't get some of these picks. Love that we have a very good chance of getting one of Gage, Burks, Myers, Dotson as our wide receiver six now in this ever lovely yeah. build we got going on. Yep. I love it. And and we need it. Like we need another receiver on this team. I'd like to get two more really quality receivers in the next two picks if we can. I got a couple of running backs in the queue too, or three to be exact. I, I have Madison, Jamal Williams, Amir White. I'm not big on handcuffing, but if you don't force me to take Alexander Madison in round nine to get my handcuff, and I know I have the lead back on the Vikings, and I have that locked in. Like, I'm okay with that. I get it in best ball why people want to avoid that. But in a season-long league where we're managing this stuff, man, Alexander Madison is one of the few guys, Ian, that if your guy goes down, you just feel fine. You're like, okay, fine. I'll plug in Alexander Madison. Like You feel like, okay, you, you lose 20%, right? But you still have a, real, you have a guy that's going to be ranked in the top 12 running backs. And the other, the other thing is that we got confirmation in the preseason that he is still getting the every snap roll behind uh, – Dalvin Cook, obviously, with when Cook was resting in the preseason, wasn't a given under new coaching staff, Kevin O'Connell. I'm way the thing is like Kevin O'Connell is coming from the McVay coaching tree, where my goodness, he's getting fed, fed, fed every single running back. You know, I compared Madison to Khalil Herbert a little bit with that, but the difference is, you know, we could see Herbert actually be the one stuck in more of a true committee. It's looking like, man, if it's going to become, you know, the Minnesota Rams here, Dalvin Cook, every down roll. And when he goes down, Alexander Madison, every down roll. It's not like we're doing the, let's see, Zeke in round three, Tony Pollard in round seven. Like when it's Alexander Madison, who's off the board anyway, but just if he was still on there, when it's Alexander Madison versus, you know, wide receivers and outside the top 60, that's a little bit different than when you're taking, you know, a guy like Tony Pollard around Brandon Ayuk and DeAndre Hopkins and guys like that. Yeah. These these guys are all over the board. There goes Raheem Mostert, like three rounds early. Take him. Two two rounds at least. Um, Is having Brady enough of a tiebreaker to do gauge over Burks for you? I could do it. And the other tiebreaker is I just want to see how far Traylon Burks falls. Like (laughs) I saw a draft the other night where he went, where he went in round 14. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I think it's enough for me if it's if it's enough for you. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I've, I think I've gauged straight up ranked higher as do you. So there goes not, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, if Gage okay. does, if Gage does go, then I'll I'm just cool take Traylon. Yep. Fine. Gage or Burks in round freaking 12. Sign. People me. are finally oh. catching on to Jahan Dotson. We've been working on this a long time, Harditz. We've been I mean, trying to get this guy up the board. Dude, barely. He's still at wide receiver 59 here. Like we, I know we, were, we were getting him at around 14 and 15. Like yeah. I, he should be in around, he should be around 11 pick, you know, um, but still round 12, it's at least getting close. I just mean relative to the other wide receivers. He's still yeah, yeah, a little bit sure. undervalued uh, in my humble opinion. I like how Albert O went right after us last round. We just, just missed it. <laughs> yeah. Just lost right over it. Dwayne doesn't want to talk about Albert. O anymore, <laughs> you know? Come on. <laughs> Jamal Williams, that's a good pick. We we had Jamal Williams in our queue. We are Jamal Williams fans. 
this season. Absolutely. So, so Russell, Russell Gage, Gage, pound Russell, that bad boy. Pound that. I tell you what, if they, if, if, if they take uh, Traylon Burks and leave us Julio, I got no oh, problem with that either. <laughs> As we wait for that to happen, I want to shout out a few lovely sponsors. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF. Manscaped's brand new platinum packets 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered giving you a bulk discount on manscapes top products get 20 off and free shipping with the code pff at manscaped.com that's 20 off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code pff it's time you enjoyed the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package if you haven't heard by now, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play best ball fantasy football this summer. We've all been there in fantasy football leagues. Sunday morning and you're digging through news reports trying to figure out whether to start your stud receiver that tweaked his hamstring last week or you have a player on your team who hasn't been getting in the end zone and then one week he suddenly goes off for 30 points on your bench. With Underdog Fantasy, all the stress of who to start each week is lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format. Draft your teams before a season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. Right now you can draft an Underdog's Best Ball Mania 3 tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes plus underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF and if you play 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF you get a free PFF subscription underdog drafts closed before NFL kickoff so what are you waiting for head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the app store play $10 with code PFF and draft your best ball mania team today Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- gambler in tennessee call or text the tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369 one per customer a minimum five dollar deposit and wager 200 dollars issued at eight twenty five dollar free bets and finally, everyone, our newest partner is revolutionizing the world of sports betting and fan engagement by making sports fandom profitable. That company is Symbol, the stock market for sports. Symbol was a PFF sponsor last year, and they are back for this football season. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol took the throw of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fan. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching S-I-M-B-U-L. LL in the app store and use code Ian to receive a free team stock value up to $150 upon signing up. The PFF team is even getting in the symbol market themselves this season, create a free account, enter code Ian to get a free stock valued up to $150 and compete against the PFF forecast podcast this season on symbol. Round 13, Mr. McFarlane, Julio Jones still on the board. Burke still on the board. What is going on? 
Yeah, we got Burks on the board, Julio on the board, Jacoby Myers on the board, uh, Isaiah McKenzie still there, Zamir White still sitting there. Um, got a couple tight ends in the queue. So uh, we've got uh, the guy with Patrick Mahomes took Dak Prescott, you know, mm-hmm. as his second quarterback. <clears throat> so that helps, you know, that helped us out a little bit. Wandell Robinson in, in round 12. I think that's the earliest that I've seen Wandell. Um, but definitely, like, he was in play. I had him in the queue. I don't hate Wandale. It's just let's not completely lose our minds. We did get the Sterling Shepard pup news, and wow, I'm not expecting him to necessarily be his 100% best self coming off the Achilles injury. It is a situation where if each of Galladay, Tony, and Shepard are healthy, there is a chance that Wandale is more so in Isaiah McKenzie in this offense. Glowing reports out of training camps and round 12, round 13, these are the areas of the draft where, okay, you can kind of just, you know, who is he really going up against anyway? But certainly uh, just want to keep that in mind with some of these uh, rookie receivers. John Brooks finally off the board, third, third pick of the 13th round. It's okay, Dwayne. We still got Julio there. Isaiah McKenzie, yeah. Jacoby Myers. So there goes KJ Osborne. Not a bad pick. Yeah, I, I like getting Julio here. The only other thing you could talk me into would be Zamir White. Like he's kind of the last guy uh, as far as running backs go um, to, to, yeah. to have another one on the squad. And there goes Foreman. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Zamir White's the kind of the last one. (laughs) (laughs) I think we take him here. Because really, if if Jacobs got hurt, Zamir White would be like an upside RB2 potentially. Yeah, and the problem is, like, if Julio goes behind us, we're probably still getting McKenzie or Hamler or one of these other receivers to come back. Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, you want Zamir? Let's go Zamir. All right, we'll make a little pivot to Zamir. I think that's the right move. I was excited about Julio, but just sitting there while you you were reading the ads, it gave me a chance to, like, really look at the – at, at our board, I think that was the right pick. I'm cool. I mean, yeah, Zamir versus anyone else. That's gonna yeah, be exactly. Cool. Like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting you to draft Daryl Williams, right? <laughs> no. And look, Tyrion Davis Price. Like, I have him in the same tier, but there's just less confidence, you know, yeah. um, around what they're really going. We have no clue what the forty. It, Tyrion Davis Price could be the starter for all we know, but <laughs> you know the way the 49ers do. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it it was tough to, to pass Zamir White there because he's at least. He's got some positive momentum behind him. He is the true cuff to, to Jacobs. You're going to have Amir Abdullah handling that passing down work. Um, but if Jacobs falters or gets hurt, which usually he misses a couple of games a year, you know, you're going to get some good usage out of Zamir White in a good offense. And to your previous point, we don't have enough situations in the preseason to know the full picture. There is a chance that Amir Abdullah's role is as the two minute, you know, 10% pass down back as opposed to the every yeah. single third down, you know, we're throwing him the ball 70 times this year, pass down back. So I do think uh, Abdullah could be a slight throw on the side. Ty Montgomery has a similar potential. Uh, but Zamir White, I mean, Zamir White's basically, if we just want to keep going with the New England versus Las Vegas kind of stuff, like Zamir White is 13th round Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, per, yeah, that's a that's a perfect comp, right? Now, he probably doesn't have the passing chops, but to your point, it's still in the range of outcomes. We don't know for sure what yeah. they're going to do with these guys. There goes Julio. I, I was hoping we would still get him to come back just since we had Brady and how late he was there, but I still think Zamir White was the right pick based on the way everything's falling. We still have a chance at Jacoby Myers, Isaiah McKenzie. And KJ Hamler and Christian Watson are way down the board. So one of those will be there for sure. That's why I felt good about it. Looking at the queue, like neither one of them are even on the page yet. So I knew at a minimum we get one of those two. Um, If we get lucky, it's Isaiah McKenzie or Jacoby Myers. 
I'm a, I'm a fan too, Dwayne, of the, the one thing about having those sticker drafts, you know, when you just actually uh, are going up there and you're doing it live in person, like people are kind of then working off their own rankings, their own ADP. It throws a, it throws a wrench in all of this. Yeah. 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 It does. Um, what are your thoughts on Robert Tanyan? Like, you know, I, I've just kind of left Tanyan. him alone. Yeah. Tanyan, whatever. <laughs> that's right. Um, you know, I got Oquibunum, so you, you, you've got Tanyan. So any thoughts? Like I just, I, I just never take him. Like I still have him sitting in the same place. I haven't moved him down, but it's like, I just, I never take him. I get him uh, in best ball. If I happen to have Rogers slide, otherwise not a ton, maybe we should get a little more. He is uh practicing and stuff. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to be full go in week one. It does seem like, I mean, that was the problem, man. Last year, like his role, like the same thing that made us low on, that made me low on Albert O and looking at Cole Komet now and the concerns we have, it's that way because of Robert Tunyon. So that's the concern. And yeah, maybe Rodgers. And I, I could see, I mean, since LaFleur got there, there hasn't been a tight end get even 60 targets in a season. I could see Tunyon getting there. But I don't think he's going to 90 or 100 or anything. So really, Robert yeah. Tunyon, he's he's an injured version of, uh, you know, these Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith. I guess Irv Smith is also banged up, but it's a thumb, not a freaking knee. So there goes Stafford. That's what we need. We need these guys with, with one good quarterback like this. This person took Lamar Jackson around five and then they just took Stafford. Uh, the guy behind him says, no, I'm not doing that. Comes back with Jacoby Myers. Ah. So. Quit That's okay. We still me. got a. <laughs> Sorry, right. we still got McKenzie on the board. If we can't get him, we'll go Hamler. We'll go Christian Watson. One of those oh, two. McKenzie's so bad. Team Nine still needs a quarterback. Take one. There goes DJ Chark. Who's even? What are they getting? Cousins. Yeah, they they need. They, yeah, there we go. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Again, like you Lamar. wait till round round fourteen and you get and you get uh, Kirk Cousins. Hold on, when Isaiah McKenzie's so bad. I just think yeah, me 69. Too. Oh, that'd be so nice. Come on. He's at the very top of the queue. No. So if this guy has a panic moment, he doesn't know what he's doing. There we go. We took Trevor no! Have him. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. There we go. See, again, just working the board, like looking at your tiers. That's what your tiers help you with, folks. You're saying that you're trying to decide Zamir White. Ian and I both agree there's really no one we want to be like trying to get after that. And guess what? They all went after we picked anyway. Well, when we say all, Tyrion Davis Price was the last guy in our tier. And we knew there were multiple receivers still in the next tier. And so Isaiah McKenzie falls back and it works out nice. Next. Trevor Lawrence just got to get it, huh? Got to have it. <laughs> We'll see if uh, I wouldn't be against. That's when you have Josh Allen. You take Trevor Lawrence. Like, come on, you don't have to do that. I was about to say it's, it's good though. We need it. Like, those are the things you need. You need a few people in your drafts doing those things because it makes your draft so much better. If you don't have anybody doing that, it's really problematic. I wouldn't be against adding Fields in a couple rounds, but I'm also perfectly content having only Brady at tight end. We could take a little bit of a look at Brevin Jordan because it is. I like Brevin at this point. I, I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm not like getting overhyped on Brevin, but I have a really good feel that he's going to get to that 80% threshold, which gives him a chance, right? That means if he has anything in the tank at all, he's probably going to finish close to, to the top 12 tight ends. And this is a tight end premium where he could come in handy, man. We could end up flexing that guy. See in July, 
I wrote an article on which tight ends have a chance to actually lead their team in targets. I think we did a podcast about it. And the two one legit chance to lead the offense in targets, Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, and Pitts. Where, where did Brevin Jordan end up in this? I might be hyping up an article where I didn't even do a good job breaking down the freaking thing. You tried to suppress my 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 Brevin Jordan ranking, at uh, point, but I can't remember. I, I think you actually did have him in this article. I thought you had him in like the third kind of group. Down, down tier four, most likely number okay. four pass game option with Alberto and uh, Gerald Everett, amongst others. But so. we have complete unknowns around Nico Collins. You got Mechie gone now since you he, wrote He it. has a much wider range of uh, outcomes. The concern is that – here's the concern. Pep Hamilton was their pass game coordinator last year. He's their offensive coordinator this year. And Brevin Jordan never even reached 60% of the snaps in a game. He's had the routes going on. I believe Farrell Brown has been hurt, though. The concern well, is Farrell that – Farrell Brown did play some in the, the first preseason game. So we need all right. So the routes Maybe are the still, second one too. The routes are moving. Uh, there goes Justin Fields off the board. Hey, when Brevin's going at this range, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think he's a priority late round guy in this kind of format and in the home leagues. If any of you are listening and you're going to play in like a 15 round home league where you got to take a defense and a kicker, don't worry about Brevin Jordan. But remember his name in week one. <laughs> if you're if you don't like your tight end and the guy actually has a game, like just remember you just heard this pod. There's a good chance, right? He's going to be out there on the field for a ton of the routes. And if you see it, then, you know, a lot of people won't know what to do about it, but you'll have enough information to know, okay, like this is probably real. We're going to go ahead and go after him. I think I saw his phone screensaver is like the list of tight ends that got drafted before him. See, I like that. That's that's some Ian kind of sweat. That's some some shit Ian would know that I I don't have any clue about. Like that's the kind of, this is kind of stuff like you that you definitely dig up that I would never get. Not you dig up a lot of other good stuff too, obviously, but like those kind of things, like I don't see any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) You're good. That's funny. Matt Ryan, QB 18, Tua on the board, Mac Jones on the board. Yeah. We're definitely not taking a quarterback at at this point. That's fine. Don't need one. Dude. I love three guys that we have in our queue. KJ Hamler, Christian Watson, Brevin Jordan. Yeah. I like all of them. And, and honestly, that, we, we should just take the one that's the low this the highest. So Christian Watson, then KJ Hamler. Where's Brevin? If you just filter on tight end. You still got Noah Fant and Hayden Hurst sitting out there. Okay. Damn, one ninety eight eighty P for Brevin. I I think we have a much better chance of Brevin coming back to us. I agree. And man, could you imagine like how excited you're going to be about KJ Hamler if something happens to one of the other two receivers in Denver? Dude, he could. It's there he goes could be the guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't think he's going to be the guy. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Sutton, Judy, Hamler. Hamler's really freaking good though. Like if he gets 90 to 100 targets somehow, which is not impossible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else is getting and, and the, tar- and the targets you're getting from Russ? Like, All, you, you know, he could lead the offense in the air yards. Like, that's realistic. Yeah, yeah. I think KJ is a guy that a lot of upside. When when you see Russ just chuck that ball and it goes sailing outside your television screen, there's a good chance when it comes <laughs> back, KJ Handler's, you know, freaking running by it. Right yeah, it's just a dime, and it's crazy. It doesn't matter. It can be a defender that's like six nine trying to cover him. It's actually <laughs> running with him perfectly, and it's just going to fall right into KJ Handler. Oh my gosh! I hope this I hope this Broncos offense is a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Hayden Hurst, Isaiah likely off the board doesn't help our chances of getting Brevin Jordan, but we still have Noah Fant sitting there. Uh, I wanted to do. I'll probably do it tonight or something. I don't know. I'll, 
I'm going to find time to go through the ESPN Yahoo ranks, just quickly cross check versus my ranks and just get the top values and tweet that shit out. But Noah Fant joins the one that, but at least with the consensus ADP, I saw him still going like tight end 15, like earlier this week. What is it with Noah Fant? I just, we were talking about it briefly. It was, it was one of those things where I almost felt silly bringing it up, but. So God. you're good on KJ Hamler, correct? Let's go. Not good. Great. Great day to be great. Hard Boom. Is. KJ freaking ha- Yeah. I'm so happy that Boston Scott and Marlon Mack could go before us. Darn. Oh no. KJ freaking Hamler. Oh, I love when I love when our entire back half of the draft is just like our sleeper column, you know? Oh, uh, it's the best. It's like best. literally yeah. getting your favorite draft picks in the rounds when it's happening. Isaiah McKenzie and KJ Hamler back to back. Let's go. Take a defense. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's go. Start a run. Take the Buccaneers defense, you cowards. <laughs> fantastic i love it i don't know if we've had a pick i particularly feel even i I feel good to great about every pick not even close to even like average yeah like like, you know remember yesterday like we picked devin singletary and we're like ah we probably had to do that but obviously we didn't feel good about it but i don't think think it was a terrible pick yeah i think we we did the normal thing well we probably need a little exposure to him (laughs) (laughs) what do you know doesn't like their pick when they say well i need a little exposure (laughs) that means you didn't like your pick okay that's that's a you're trying to mask a pick you didn't like with strategy talk (laughs) i guess i did that with uh juju in this one but Based on the wide receivers we got him to cover it up, I am absolutely fine. And we got him wide receiver 28 there. It's more so the idea. I think it'll be that... an on-brand great tweet like week four when you're like, yeah, Juju, we gave you a chance. Elijah Moore's kicking your ass. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Get out of here. Then we'll, we'll, we'll Hopkins coming back anyway to take his job. Are you even drafting Gus Edwards at this point, knowing that no. he's going to be on the pup? Yeah. Stop. Even in a deep league like this, like I have him in my very last tier of backs. I moved him all the way down. Uh, my, and the other problem like people are going to have is like, it's going to be tough to roster him, you know, for four weeks. And we still, and we don't know that four weeks is it. Oh, Brevin Jordan. Damn, I haven't taken him once. already got two. I haven't taken him once in redraft. Probably took him a few too many times earlier in the year. Not, ah, there goes Brevin Jordan. Damn. Yeah. Uh, but no, since we've gotten the updates, he's really just, he is going to be on the pup basically. Uh, not, not, not been taking him. A guy takes Brevin Jordan. And then he shits Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker down his leg in round 16 after he already crapped Matthew Stafford out when he had Lamar Jackson. Sometimes, you know, you just stumble into some shit. Is this a good spot for Jameson Williams? Man, I struggle with him, too, because he's on the NFI list, not going to play at least for four weeks. And it sounds like it could be November before he's ready. But. I don't mind. Like you see how this, you see how things are going. You know, if if you got to release him, you got to release him. Yeah. Huh. I don't see any running backs that we need here. Well, now at running back, it's just any of the ones you like. Like whether it's whether it's you know P Ryan, whatever it is. If you've got a few that you want to target, you know, we, we just we go after them. But we don't necessarily need another one. But let's see, we got. Logan eight. Thomas, Mo Alley Cox, got eight wide receivers now. What are you thinking here? I've, man, I feel good well, about every position. Well, well, hang on. Has no is is are we in it? Noah Fant is available. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, 
it's this really late. A, it's really late for him. I know it is. But I, is... I don't I don't, I don't want to ruin the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I feel like if we do it, it's gonna ruin the way the whole board looks when we post it. <laughs> but well, there's really nothing else left. Uh, uh, well, we can wait. We can go cool. Ballinger. We can go. Um, I don't want no fan. I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to screw up our vibe. I'm Curtis Samuel. I like Curtis Samuel. There we go. First, dude, done. But look, you could have said anyone. Like, you could have said <laughs> some dude that's not playing in the league, and I would have just been like, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, Curtis. Dude, playing just, over 70% of the routes, it looks like the primary set for Washington is going to be uh, 11 personnel. So, look, this is a guy that got a nice contract last year. It's a player that it, he has outs, man. The guy is versatile. He can play all ran, over the place. He's explosive. If, if we ran like a – if we took every wide receiver's like ADP and then put their projected week one route percentage next to him and like conditionally formatted it, Curtis would be sticking out uh, among this group. For sure, man. Like, Gaudet's in that tier where, okay, I can see it as well. But especially just am- among the wide receivers that are remaining, man. Jamison Crowder, likely wide receiver four. Sammy Watkins, okay, could be a starter, but is seemingly going to be rotating with Dobbs and some of these other guys. Fuller's not even on a team. You could throw Corey Davis in there, but I have a hard time believing it's really going to be, you know. I I could see Elijah Moore being the one. Corey Davis losing some snaps to – uh Garrett as well as uh, Barrios as well. Just a lot of guys, Dwayne. Plus, like Bears wide receivers. But who really wants to deal with that? <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, I'm I'm with you. It's 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 kind of gross. It's kind of gross. And yeah, do you want to deal with it? Uh, yeah. So I mean, if 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 Jamison Williams comes back, I'm good with that pick. There you go. Wow, our timing ah. is freaking impeccable. I have <gasps> to say. Wow, this, this, <sighs> this, this, this look at this freaking team's wide receivers. Copping Michael Pittman, great. And then Sky Moore, George Pickens, Wandale Robinson, Alec Pierce, Jamison Williams. Dude's a should, rookie yeah, fiend. Shit a brick, man. Jesus. Maybe he thought it was Dynasty. I don't know. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you see any? We, we, we love everyone, to be clear. Oh, we, we, we do bust some chops. We do bust some chops. This is what happens. I think, I, think overall, yeah, I think overall we're nice. Yeah, but you guys have made some shitty picks. Let's be honest. When you draft the fantasy, you talk shit. It's like you know when you're playing basketball or something. Like you can't you can't hold comments as true personal digs when we're in the middle of a fantasy draft. Dwayne, have you like? It's actually it's kind of like a comedian. Like you know, you can't hate Bill Burr. You just can't. Like he he's got a license to do his thing. He's up there. He's trying to make you laugh. You know what I mean? So yeah, love love me some Bill Burr. Do you see any uh, teams here that you're particularly fond of, Dwayne? I haven't honestly studied them just because I'm trying to keep marking off the queue. So I'll, I'll look at them. I, I'm just trying, I'm trying to stay focused on finishing this bad boy out. And so here's <laughs> a guy in, not that he makes sense for this roster, but he's a player that I did move up. We can at least talk about him. I did move Mike Davis up to the very bottom of a tier five. And, and the reason why, because we just talked about Gus Edwards, he's not going to play. We know that the Ravens want to use a rotation. We also can probably guess the Ravens are going to start JK Dobbins slow. Yep. So I feel like, and we know that the way that the the Ravens you know run game works with Lamar Jackson, the lanes that it opens, and really if you think if you look at Mike Davis, what is he? He's like Gus. He's Gus Edwards. That that's kind of who he is. And so I threw him. I moved him up. Like and I put in the in the strategy blurb. Right. You know, it's really about like if if you really were light, 
at running back. Say you went hero and then you grabbed a bunch of upside guys, but you're not crazy about your RB2. I think in that kind of build, you know, Mike Davis could make some sense. Um, you never know what's going to happen, though. Like, what if Gus Edwards just isn't ready all season or tries to come back and tweak something? There's also the chance that J.K. Dobbins re-injures himself. So I know Mike Davis is a guy that everybody can't stand in because they drafted him in round four or five last year when they shouldn't have in the dead zone. But that doesn't mean that he can't have value this year. And he's by far been the leader on the team in these early preseason games. So Mike Davis, a name that I never thought I would say is at the bottom of my lowest tier five for running backs. But there he is. I feel better about him than Hassan Haskins. I feel better about him than Sony Michelle. I feel better about him than Damian Williams, Samaje P. Ryan. I feel better about him than all of those other guys. I think the biggest argument against him is like it might be like week eight and you just got to cut him, right? Because it's like, okay, like once everybody's healthy, you're probably not getting a lot of uh, out of Mike Davis, but I think he definitely has outs. Absolutely. And it's not like he's just like this terrible player. It's some of these shifty running backs that don't have sort of long speed. Mike Davis is just like a middle-class man's Devin Singletary type. I mean, hey, in round 17, we'll take that. Yeah, so we can take that. Or if you want to get one of these defenses we love, because there's only two left. San Francisco just went. I kind of think we grab Indy or Denver. We haven't gotten Indy yet. Who cares? I think Mike Davis. <laughs> you're like, Dwayne, you just talked me into Mike Davis, and now you're going to well, let it go. I think Mike Davis will come. Better. Mike Davis is coming back. No one oh. no one drafts Mike Davis. That's the thing. Like That's the other beauty of Mike uh. Davis. We could get Indy. Maybe. Did Mike Davis get drafted and we just didn't notice after I just said he doesn't get drafted? After you just went through all that? We we don't need another wide receiver really at this point. Uh, I think Davis. Still Davis, man. He's still there. No, no. he Dude, he's way down. We can okay. wait on him. All right. Let's take, let's take Indy. Want, we don't, we don't ever get him. That's fine. All right, all right cool. Indy. Uh, I feel and gross. It kind of keeps the pressure on. Good. It's okay. It's, it's, it's round 17, man. Yeah, I know. It's... If it was around again, we, it's this. If, if it was an 18, 18 round draft, like that's kind of what I'm used to yeah. here. So it's all good. It's not so much. It's not so much you can't take them. Obviously, if it was a 25 round draft, I'm like, you don't need to take them around 24 or five. Uh, the kicker. And you did the research on it, you know? So, I mean, like, there, there really is like a little group that you want that you just know the first two weeks, you don't got to worry about it. And they're in it. So I like it. Indy defense, as long as it's so, what's what? Uh, oh, yeah, Shaquille Leonard. Hopefully, he's uh back in action before. Boy, that's throwing me off. Miss, I know that's he's gonna miss a little bit off. of time, but man, anytime you can get uh Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills to start the season, can't be hating on that too much. Any any thoughts on this uh lingering issue with Darren Waller? Now he's changing agents. Do we think we could get a hold? Is this a is this really a hold in situation and we don't know it? And maybe we should be thinking about Foster Moreau. Ooh, Foster Moreau would instantly be in that tight end two conversation. <laughs> He'd be in the high end tight end two conversation. You're, if that you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Because um, so, I, I wouldn't mind having one more tight end on this team. We obviously need a kicker. So I've got just a bunch of upside guys sitting in the queue. I've got, you know, Trey McBride. I've got Dulcich. I've got, I've got Cameron Brate because we have Brady. But I don't, I don't even know that Brate's going to be on the field enough. Like, I don't, I don't know what the splits are going to be like between him and Kyle Rudolph. One of them is probably gonna work out, and we can just cut them if they don't. I I don't I don't mind the uh, Foster Moreau call though. I think yeah. that one could be there for us. And again, like I I know with Dulcich, like we're not trying to predict that he's gonna be good, but there really is a chance that Albert O is in in the doghouse so bad <laughs> that we could look up week one and just be like, well, crap, Dulcich already had fifty percent of the snaps, and then all of a sudden by like week five, we're like, oh man, seventy percent. So. Is Dulcich- 
Blockhouse the right word? I mean, or is Alberto just not as I think he's just not as all of us thought he was. I, I don't know. I, I have no clue. I, I don't know that it's that. It's I. My guess is his capability as a receiver are fine, and I think there's crap that the coaches don't like. That you know whether it's the blocking, they're trying to give him more reps. Well, you know, it's man, that's the thing. It's so hard to say with these things. We're we're, we're purely speculating with anything we say here about Alberto. That's like the uh, um, Charles Barkley. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm positive, but also I'm not, I don't really know what I'm talking about here. So, <laughs> yeah, like also I'm just guessing. But <laughs> like he just kept hanging on the Mavs to still win that series, even after they got way down. Uh, you know, because you know the Mavericks beat Phoenix, so obviously he was excited against Golden State, and he just kept he, he like tripled down, like <laughs> the Mavs were still going to win that series. I uh, I watched more basketball before. I moved in uh, with my lovely fiance when I was still living with dudes and just like whatever game was on that night would always go up. And man, I, I tell you what, Dwayne, the one thing I miss the most about being more of a casual NBA fan was just uh, listening Charles and Shaq and those dudes just go back and forth. I know I can just very easily start watching them again. And maybe I will if I'm uh, actually missing it here, but Ronald Jones off the board round 18, where Pacheco go? Uh, I think Pacheco went round, round 10. 10. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so 10-11 is basically where Pacheco's settled in now. I thought this draft was pretty reasonable, man. Uh, Damian Pierce went the middle of round seven in yep. this format. I think that's fine to take Damian Pierce there. You know, your your, your hesitation was round six. Um, mm-hmm. So Abdullah just now goes. There goes uh, the, Den- the Dallas defense. So we could have actually had the defense come back. It doesn't matter. Mike Davis is still there. Do you want to go ahead and take Mike Davis here, then come back with Foster Moreau, then take our kicker? Or do you want to get yep, let's uh, do that. Who, who's the highest in the queue? Let's go Mike Davis. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Mike Davis. Hell yeah. Got him on there. Seriously, folks, Mike Davis is a guy we could look up at week one and you won't know what to do in your waiver wire because you won't know how long it'll last. But we could be like, wow, Mike Davis is the RB one for we don't know how long, but for some period of time on the Ravens, like it could happen. So far through 18 rounds, one quarterback the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Running backs, we have Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Daryl Henderson, and then Zamir White and Mike Davis in the later rounds. Wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Juju Schuster, Elijah Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave, Russell Gage, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, and Curtis Samuel. Oh my God, I love it. Tight end, we got Mr. George Kittle back in round four. Even got the Colts DST, Dwayne. Not a single weakness to be had. How about that? Yeah, the only thing you can argue is right. We don't, we don't even, we don't, we have no clue who our tight end two is. Um, but yeah, the tight end twos over here. I mean, just the way the the tight end landscape has shaped up this year, I, I really struggle to want to put a chip down on any of these other guys. Um, you know, we we talked we talked about Noah Fant, and maybe we should have taken Noah Fant, but you know, it would have ruined the vibe. You're right. <laughs> yeah, we do have a brand to uphold. So who's that? <laughs> uh let's see we'll find something on the wire you know um you know kittle Kittle is injury prone so i will say that's the one thing with with this roster if i were to pick a weakness it would definitely be you know not having at least something that could fill in for a couple of weeks what about john we needed to i still think john who is in the queue okay i have john in the queue i'm not convinced john who is bad at football he could very well be in he might be an every down Foster player. Foster Moreau was picked. Yeah. You have to be kidding me. Are you live streaming this? Or like, are you sure we're not? I, I, I'm pretty sure we're not, but you never know. <laughs> well, we should be able to know, but. 
but we don't know. So anyway, all right. Well, coming back, we can take Janu. We could take Dearness Johnson, a guy that we both oh. love. If somehow Kareem Hunt was traded, you get the double whammy with Dearness Johnson. All of a sudden, Dearness Johnson moves up to two on his depth chart, or or Dearness Johnson could be traded, right? Dude, these teams are about to have to make huge cuts. Give, give me Dearness Johnson if he's there. If not Dearness, then then Johnny, then Johnny. Those are our two. Okay, I like it. And then we'll get some random ass kicker around twenty. Well, you know who the random ass kicker is. We have a brand on kicker. What? It's going to be hilarious, dude. If Jason Sanders <laughs> one kicker, and we spent no fucking time studying this. The only thing I know about Jason Sanders is he plays on an offense that's running the Shanahan scheme, which historically has had a lot of good kickers. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing I'm going off of. I just, uh, I think they paid him decent money one time. And I remember I had uh, Peter Overset on the podcast, and he said if he could if he could change lives and like, just, I forget the, it was some weird ass question. I think I came up with when I was stoned, but it was, um, it was like, if you could change, if you could like enter the body of like an NFL player and like, you're like now forced to live his life, like who would you kind of pick to hopefully not be exposed? And he said, Jason Sanders. And I thought that was a decent call. Cause That's he's a also a really good answer. Yeah. You're the kicker. He, I think he's got like a four year, $20 million contract. You live in Miami. I think I had like a backup quarterback and just like pray you never get put in the game. But Jason said, backup quarterback still going to have to do a Chase, lot of Chase like Daniel has lived a good life or two. Yeah, bro. He's the real life. Alex Moran. I, I'm not sure <laughs> you probably haven't seen that show, but I know who he is. All right. There we go. Oh, Kickers yeah, going. It's not a Golden Girls reference, but you know, <laughs> Blanche. I got you with that though. I my my, uh, my my lovely mother has Golden Girls on from time to time, and Sophia does crack me up, Dwayne. I do not have to look her up or anything. I am a I'm a Sophia lifer. So I like Seinfeld, the old show that my wife will just throw on to kind of fall asleep to. She will occasionally throw on Golden Girls, and it nice. it's still funny. It yeah, is still bro. funny. Makes me laugh. Same same thing with Seinfeld. I. Uh, was a cow to Vorchak. Someone in our in- industry was like saying they'd never seen Seinfeld. I was like, how how is that even possible? Yeah, it was him. It was him at the at the uh, expo. Um, so D Ernest. Yeah, let's go D Ernest. Like again, I, I Johnu has a chance, sure, but like Johnu's ADP isn't going to boom between now and week one. Like D Ernest could feasibly be. Yeah, to, who knows where he goes and what he could actually be? What if the Chargers call and they're like, "Yo, D Ernest, like mm-hmm. you're our RB too." Like it doesn't even need to be this dream. See, come be even our in the last scenario. couple of rounds, like thinking multiple steps ahead, like this, like like what happens? You know, I mean, obviously the way the the way Jono spikes is if Hunter Henry gets hurt, right? The way these yeah. tight ends spike is if the starter on the team, you know, goes down. Darren right, gonna, has that has that special out special out I'm, for us there. I'm gonna fill up this. Q with some kickers because I, I know there's no way Harditz would do it even if I asked. I just let uh, us time out. <laughs> it would have to pick one for us, but I would not be responsible for having done it. Uh, I just, you know, but uh, yeah, one of my top 10 top tips always consider the player's best case scenario. And it, it was mostly a thing about running backs. There's when you get into like the RB four and five range, you have these types like your JD McKissick's and okay. There is a lineup construction where JD McKissick and you just need that floor. If you have like nothing at the position. Okay. I mean, that's why we were taking Brian Robinson over JD McKissick though, earlier in the summer. Like there are 
certain running backs that really are going to have a tough time giving you much of an upside out of even in a best case scenario. So in those tiebreakers, take the one that you think actually could be the heavier handcuff and at wide receiver, you know, guys like Tyler Boyd that are going outside the top 50, sometimes even the top 60 where they're in a great offense. They're going to be a reasonable flex even normally. And they have that upside for so much more, just one injury away. Same thing with Isaiah McKenzie, same thing with, KJ Hamler, same thing with Russell Gage, man. Like all guys that we managed to uh, land on this team, even Curtis Samuel, like just one after another, Dwayne, knocking them down. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love the squad. I, I have time, had a couple of seconds now, though, to like kind of reflect on these teams. So, like, let's start off, uh, like Team Four, like structurally, like the way they built their team: Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, Jerry Judy. So they're clearly going to flex two receivers, right? And they played into their strength getting Judy as their wide receiver five. Then gets Chase Edmonds in round six, which I really like. Um, you know, we love Chase Edmonds in round seven, but I'm willing to take Chase Edmonds in a build like that in round six now. Where I think a little bit cute is coming back and grabbing Brandon Ayuk, you know, in round seven. Like you've already got five, and I get it. We like Ayuk, but it's going to be a run heavy offense. We got questions about the quarterback. Yes, we like Ayuk's talent profile. Like him a lot better in round eight. Don't necessarily think it's a, I'm not crazy about making that pick. I, honestly, I would have just taken Damian Pierce. I would have had Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce. Now, to their credit, came back with Devin Singletary, Antonio Gibson. Look, we can graph about Antonio Gibson at the end of the day, you know, and I wrote about this, you know, whenever I updated his rank, you know, we have our strategy blurbs in the in the app, you know, and in the, uh, you know, the PFF plus tool. And I basically wrote, look, he still has the profile, right, of this receiving down back that could be good. He's just in the doghouse right now with his coaching staff. Like a lot could happen that could ultimately mean at some point in the year, Antonio Gibson's going to have value. So I'm I'm fine with it based on his build. Then he gets Pacheco, got a good quarterback by waiting like we did with Russell Wilson, same round as us in round 11. Then Tyler Algier. So that, that's a like pick, though. That. The Algier pick, man. You could have had Gerald Everett there as your first tight end, which still would have been a reach. But now it had to go Evan Ingram, Isaiah Likely, Daniel Bellinger, and that's it. That's the only rough part. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely had to punt tight end. But overall, I like the way the team was built. Yeah. Not, not every pick that we would have made. I also liked uh, Team five structure. I don't necessarily like some of the players they took, right? Eckler, Aaron Jones, Connor, we're both good with that, yeah. right? But then Darnell Mooney, definitely <laughs> they're higher on Mooney than us. Well, round six, Terry, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, and then round six, Alan Lazard, right? You know, I mean, I'm just not taking Alan Lazard in round six. I, I get a, a value on Mahomes, get a value on Amari Cooper, then Robinson, Brian Robinson, like, that's fine. Like, we like Brian Robinson round nine. I like Irv Smith. You you missed out on tight ends. We, we both like Irv Smith, then Devontae, KJ. So, like, it's a fine structure. Just didn't like some of the picks they made at the receiver spot um, overall, like, would be my feedback on that one. Um, I really like team six, though. Uh, besides they also had to punt tight end and they, and they just cranked out multiple guys cranking. They cranked purple at the end just to try to get something with Higby, Austin Hooper and Noah Fant, but Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, love it. Then you come back with Mike Evans, Amon Ra, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen. Then you get Damian Pierce as your RB three, Joe Burrow. You're, we wouldn't have done that. Right. And you didn't have a stack to force it, but fine. You got a good quarterback. Come back with Robert Woods, Kenny Gainwell, Tyler Boyd, like overall, that's pretty good, man. That's I think that's a pretty good build. Pretty good build. So those would be the ones I would I would call out. Um, I think team I nine did some good things as well. 
Yeah, you uh, talked through that one. I got to pick our kicker. Really important. Jason Sanders course. is still available. Team nine got Najee, got the falling Travis Kelsey in round two. Uh, wide receivers, DJ Moore, Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert, and Christian Watson. Wouldn't have minded having maybe one or two more, but I still think that there is a scenario where they have some booms with that. Compliment Najee, Travis Etienne. Probably would have gone wide receiver over David Montgomery right there, but there was a lot of falling stuff, and they got Michael Thomas coming back. So it is what it is. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Walker, Khalil Herbert, uh, quarterbacks. They got Kirk Cousins in round 14 and Jameis in round 17. I like that duo and just needed to get uh, Taysom in round 16 to compliment, again, Travis Kelsey before. So need basically – I think they have uh, the hogs for it to work out, and I think they have a bullet. I will say, Dwayne, though, objectively, subjectively, I think we got the number one squad here. I do like it. Um, Start off with Dalvin Cook, pick seven. Come back with Saquon Barkley. Um, We've been wanting to take Barkley down at the turn. You know, we get him to fall back to us in the middle of the round. Tyreek Hill falling all the way to the middle of the third. George Kittle as the upside tight end and a tight end premium in round four. Then we go Juju, Elijah Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Kareem Hunt, Chris Olave, Darrell Henderson. Get Tom Brady in round 11, basically playing the board. Worked out really well. Come back with Russell Gage. People are just too far down on him to go with Brady. Zamir White, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, Curtis Samuel. Love it. Get the indie defense based on Ian's research. Then we come back with Mike Davis, just a guy that could give you something in the first maybe five, eight weeks of the season uh, due to the injuries in Baltimore. Dearness Johnson. If for some reason Kareem Hunt or Dearness Johnson get traded, like we get a double whammy. We get like a double upgrade on yeah. that. So it's just a leverage point. You know, who knows if it may not happen. That's fine. Dearness Johnson could end up getting cut from this team, but it's worth a chance. And we won't name the kicker because Ian won't allow me contractual obligations. <laughs> great day to be great. That's going to wrap up this edition of the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. So I think this will be live probably Saturday or something. So if you're listening to this now, I sincerely hope that your fantasy football draft season has gone well. I hope that we have helped you. And go freaking win some championships. Any final words, Mr. McFarlane? No, man, just uh, I know it's a big draft weekend for everybody. So whenever you guys are listening to this, whether it's a uh, Monday after you already kicked ass in your draft or if it's before and you just need a little extra inspiration, you know, getting to listen to some of this. Uh, good luck. Good luck to everybody in your drafts. And with that, we will wrap this up. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, take care, everybody. <laughs>